Welcome back, ghouls and goblins, to Podcorn in a Movie, a podcast where we look into different genres. My name is Chase Leno, and I'm here with my co-host... David Gio. Today we're looking at the 1977 Japanese film, Hausa, with our special guest, Stephen Dillard. Thanks for having me on, guys. It's always a pleasure. Uh, I think it's House. Houseu. Which, do you know what's Houseu. weird? We looked it up. It said house, and then I looked it up today, and it's spelled a completely different way. It's really hard to find on IMDb if you just type house. You have but to look up. Actually, H- it's not. It's it's the third one. But you have to. Um, it's If you look on IMDb, if you type in H-A-U-S-U, it pops up totally fine, which I found out today. Yeah. But also something I read... Um, not in the trivia. It was just reading um, letterbox reviews, mm-hmm. which I want to shout out just from the start, like because this movie is like really fucking crazy, like, re- like nuts. <laughs> that piano scene, guys. Oh my god, that piano. Yeah. No, I I do want to just point out also that for like we mentioned the piano scene, so I was very like hyped about the piano scene, but. That scene is crazy, but I'm like, the whole movie's crazy. Like, I don't know why that's like the shining star of the movie, but it is, it is kind of, of all the crazy things that happened. I don't know. Yeah, that seemed pretty wild. But um, if you go on Letterboxd, the very first review, I believe, by this person named Claire Dion, D- Diane, um, it's an incredibly written review. And like, I thought that at the end of it, I finished it. It's a rather lengthy review. I was like, wow, this is a like really impressive, well-written review. And then I get to the end of it, it has like 2000 likes or whatever. And every single person on the review page is like, this is one of the greatest reviews I've ever read in my entire life. Like to the point where there's like <laughs> a good 20 posts that say that. And someone's like, we posted this on a movie Reddit and it's getting thousands of upvotes. Like, I don't know. Like, it's just really, really well written. And, um, but I think they mentioned in that review that even the fact that, um, it, the opening titles were in English was kind of taboo. Cause in my mind, I wondered, is it like, did they do a, a separate, um, title animation for, America, which would seem odd for a foreign film in 1977, but they didn't. It was House, um, and that was kind of taboo to do in Japan to have an American title or an English title. Which I'm not a hundred percent. Yeah, no, I'm I'm right. They're they actually, I believe they were trying. It's in my notes. There's a uh, there's a fact about it because they were trying to, and I'll just say the fact now. The film was uh, it was made by the Toho Studio. And they were they they made it as a like a reaction to the successful uh, film Jaws. Jaws, yeah. So they wanted to make kind of a reflection of Western films. So that's why they had it as like kind of the American I, titling. Is, is that what the uh, trivia said? I didn't know if it was saying a reflection of Western films or it a says designed like- to be a domestic reflection on a successful Western film and genre. But I'm guessing okay, so, that's why they were domestic trying domestic yes. reflection is, is more of, they're trying to they're reflect trying, themselves exactly. in a, in a Western genre blockbuster yes. sense, which 
I don't know <laughs> if this movie succeed or not. Uh, I don't know. I know in uh, I, I did look up. Uh, I was trying to find the budget for this movie. Could not find it. I could not find it. But I, I found like it's opening box office weekend for the U.S. and Canada and the grossing. So it only grossed worldwide two hundred two hundred and nine thousand dollars. So not. Well, really I guess much. it never. It didn't even come to like American audiences until two thousand nine. Yeah. Um, which is kind of crazy. Which it blew my mind because in my head I'm like, wow, this must have influenced like a lot of people in a lot of ways. Like the person I thought of immediately was David Lynch, and and then I had to look up when Eraserhead came out, and that was 1977, the same exact year. Because I'm like, this is just like, a I don't fever- know, the Fever Dream. Is that what you're about to say? Yeah, Fever Dream. Yeah, and it feels like even in like the um, color palette and the music and everything kind of feels a lot like Twin Peaks, which is like far beyond, you know, that's well into David Lynch's career. But um, I don't know. This movie, this movie is crazy, dude. It's it, crazy. It's funny. Cause, I, oh, I, I was just gonna say it's funny because so the other day I was getting, I was trying to set up and. To you guys, this is going to be ridiculous. I still have no Wi-Fi in my apartment. But fun fun news is it's coming tomorrow. They're installing it tomorrow, and I'll have finally Wi-Fi. It's been two months, and I'm now excited. But anyways, I, mean, I was... I'll, I'll believe it when I see it. I know, if same. You, if I were you, that's how I'd feel. I know. But uh, I was calling my uh, internet provider, and then my buddy texted me who was listening to the podcast, and he was like, hey, have you seen House yet? And I was like, no, no, I haven't. And he goes, dude, I just watched it. And I'm like, yeah? And he goes, that fucking piano scene. And he was pretty much was like, dude, you got to watch it. I'm not going to tell you anything else. Call me before you do the podcast. And it, it's like, that's like, I think that's the fourth person who's told me about House before I even watched it. Even okay, though, like, so a few people have already seen, like, heard of in the episode. So I saw Chase's letterbox review, which he did change, but I guess I it was change. upon second viewing, which is weird that you would go down. I like I'm never I usually either go up. No, that's not true. That's I, I go down on on rewatches. Funny. Um, but uh, I know you liked it, at least you went from four and a half to four, but that's still very much yes. liking it. This is, I guess, skipping to the end. So I won't say what I gave it. I'm sorry I gave yours it's away. Fine. But it's do, fine. do you like it, Steve? I don't know. You get, wait, we went, why are we doing the ratings right now? I didn't no, mean to do that. I was simply <laughs> saying, like, I knew Chase liked the movie based on his rating, and I accidentally gave it away. I didn't say what I gave it. <laughs> did but, you just um, like the movie? Don't say what you're rating it. Just say, yes, did you like the movie? Yes. I, yeah. I messed up, man. I, I, uh, I typically like really weird movies. I could tell from the trailer that I was going to be into it. This is my, this is up my... Uh, up my alley. It gave me Jodorowsky vibes too. Oh, this absolutely. Is a view- very strange viewing experience. Very, uh, um, it seemed like they were really experimenting with editing. Oh, oh yeah. Uh, Fuck yes. Like, absolutely. In an amazing way. Chase, Chase, Chase yeah. Chase I, I called before. Steve before he watched it and I was like, I think you'll, he's like, what do you think of the movie? I'm like, I'm not going to tell you anything except I think the only weird thing in that whole movie is the editing. It is like it is like a kid just figured out how to use like Premiere, uh, all the tools. Software, or like whatever editing software they're using in '77, 
and they were just like, just go, just go ham, kid. Just do whatever you want. And it, it's, I like it though. It's so, uh, it's so, it's ADHD for me. And, it's, it, it's weird. It's so sporadic and yeah, like, dude, what it a can't, good, can't, it can't, it doesn't find its own like focus because it's, uh, it's kind of all over the place, but I like that about it. What a good term to use that I was trying to like, think like does this describe it well because i literally kept thinking adhd because i don't know about you guys but i use like the 10 seconds or 15 seconds backwards feature like a million times while watching this because i'd be watching it and then i would totally be like well i it was so it was so (laughs) sporadic yes and i was like i don't know what i like i don't know how we got to this girl being devoured by mattresses i need to rewind 30 seconds to see how this even started a montage would like be in slow motion but then it would turn from like a montage and it would transition into like the movie again yeah it was like it's still slow motion so you're like whoa like we're it was just weird breaks and it was uh yeah, it made me feel it made me feel like I was on drugs at some points. Like I was like I psychedelic feel like, is yeah. absolute like that nails it. Is this is this movie is a psychedelic movie and I thought yeah. like it's a little too psychedelic. Like I was yeah. like, whoa, like they're going so hard. I told Chase a lot of the uh um just a lot of the CGI kind of reminds me of this old program I used to use, but it reminds me of like the uh the effects they were using in the sixties for like uh, the Batman and Robin, uh, yes. out of West, the bird, like yes. just the, the boom, and how like that kind of CGI effects. It's like what are uh, you, what that, are you talking about though? That what did you just say? It's something that you used when you were a kid. What is that? When I used to, when I was a kid, we had this editing software called Yuliad, and they had like a clip art feature. Yeah, and you could like you could make like. You could make like a a, a, a sunbeams around somebody's face or something, but it would look like what it looks like in this movie. Like it would look really cheesy. It looked yeah. like clip art. There was a software. I feel like I need to ask my sister about it that we used on my computer when we were kids. That was like very like bizarre editing features like that. Yeah. Like I remember like on the the CD-ROM itself, it had, like, already, like, user-uploaded videos, and you could, like, watch them, and it was, like, crazy, like... Do you remember the site Albino Black Sheep? Yes. That rings a bell, but I don't, yes. I don't know. videos from that, from the editing software you're talking about. I don't know what it's called. Yes, but... dude, yes, I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. yeah. yeah ah, old, dude, like... I'm trying to think of, like, some famous ones that were, like... The tomato uh, one is, or the strawberry one's the one I would I feel like there was, like, a Harry Potter one or something. Oh, anyway, man, the, the animation, that's what it reminds me of in this movie. It's, like... But it's or the the uh, yeah. The I was trying to nail that down this whole movie. I'm like, what does this remind me of? And that's kind of it. Well, yeah. You yeah. Know it's, it's... Um, but I like it. It didn't bother me. It didn't bother me. I wasn't like, I hate this. It's so, done well. <laughs> I I I wanna I wanna ask a question. Should we? Because I feel like this episode is gonna be extremely different than our other ones. Should we just get the facts done out of the way? Just get it done and then just go into everything we want to talk about this movie on. I, it's the same thing as last week, only more. Like I didn't actually look at um, the director to see what more well, he did. But, but what I'm saying is, we don't like. I know the only thing that he did is because of how good this movie was. Apparently, they started doing like he did like comic books to carry I mean, on the well, story. No, he 
I know the director else did a comic book that was supposed to be a sequel of this or something. No. No, you know what it was? Is that he wanted to do a Godzilla sequel. That's what it was. It was supposed to be like the 16th Godzilla movie. And I, I thought you were going to go into this fact because the plot is fucking bonkers. Ridiculous. It's like a little girl finds a dead body of Godzilla and inside they discover that Godzilla was like filled with a baby. And so the girl has to take this baby back to... Godzilla's home planet and like something about like a monster that's shooting fire out of its breast like all these like weird imagery that I'm like this guy's nuts like no wonder but uh <laughs> they chose not to make that movie <laughs> and, um, and some dude they, I, I'm pretty sure I don't know if he wrote it as well but the guy that illustrated it is the guy that went on to do the anime Akira um, wrote a comic book like did a comic book and it said that at the beginning of the comic book, they credited it like a movie, and they credited the um, director. What's his name? Obayashi. Obayashi. Yeah. Yeah. O- Obayashi. Um. I know. Um, but I thought that was just I don't know a really crazy fact. It's the plot of his Godzilla ridiculous. movie it sounds so fucking bonkers. One of the uh, one of the facts that I was looking at earlier, and then I did I did a little bit of research, not too much, but. Uh, the director, uh, and I want to say, are we saying it right? Is it Obayashi? I think it's Obayashi. I say it's Obayashi. I believe that's how you... Yeah, I think it is too. Um, so if you notice, if you look on like IMDb, uh, the, the top four actresses, all their all of their images for their for their uh, names are from House. The reason being is that um, none of them were actresses. They were all models who had worked with Obayashi on advertising and commercials in the past. None of them uh, were trained actresses. Yes. So I think that's interesting. Is that Chase? At least nodding his head. Like, these are my facts. It's fine. I I rather I I'm rather. Sorry, well, no, don't be hey, sorry. I think that if at least we're Chase, saying call, it, we're good. Chase, call us. Uh, call us but, uh, Jamie. Call us Jamie Taco. Jamie Taco. Because we're stealing. Uh, we're stealing your lines. I wanna. I want. I want both of yours opinions on this. But like, I don't know if I was so distracted by everything else that was going on. But I was like. I can't tell if the acting is bad or not in this movie. I and I was tell. like, is it like, I couldn't hey, tell. Um, I, was I like, almost, I, don't, I almost went into this a week ago, two weeks ago. I don't remember when we were, it was last week when we were talking about squid game. And I think that was when Steve was like, all right, you guys are doing exactly what you said you wouldn't do. And you're just talking about squid game for 10 minutes. But um, there was a moment in squid game that I'll just, it's not a spoiler, but there's characters who down the line are speaking English. Yes. And um, I kind of thought they were not doing like a hundred percent solid job acting, acting like in a way like or if I were to compare it, it felt like I was watching a video game cutscene. Like it felt like they were all like vo- like voiceovers from like a hitman game where I'm like eavesdropping on like a party that's having a conversation they seem like a really weird unrealistic conversation in tone and it occurred to me that i have no idea whether they are now poorly acting because i understand it in english i'm like wait could the entire cast of squid game technically be 
not great actors and i wouldn't <laughs> notice because they're not speaking yeah, english that's what i'm saying and i'm like i don't I, it's hard to tell i guess when they speak in not their native tongue like it's like i said after after shang chi we all said it we're like i was like why did the dialogue in that movie feel so weird and then uh, we're like oh it's it's because there's so many actors in that movie are not of we're not born in America. A lot of them are of Asian descent, and they. It's I didn't not, share that opinion. I didn't think that? that dialogue was that weird. I thought. I thought. When that did was we a, talk think, about that? I thought we talked. Me and Zach, I guess, maybe did. I know. I know Zach and I did. Which were like, well, the dialogue feels so off in that movie. I think it does feel weird at parts. Well, so you know what I decided, which it kind of might be to your point. What I decided with Squid Game is that you know what, if anything this Korean director is probably not like, like he doesn't know all the nuances of directing like, like English speaking actors, you know, like it, which is a different tone. Like it's a different, it's a whole different like emotions. Like, you know, language isn't just the words. It's like how you say it, how you talk. Like it's, so it's like, you know, like it's a cultural barrier and, um, which I, I like I know directors easily get over like if you watch like Okja which is like a half Korean half American cast and you know they all do phenomenal in it which is Bong Joon-ho but um oh, Bong Joon-ho but yeah I don't know I th- these were all didn't you say this Steve that they're all first time yeah they were yes, all models what, they oh, yeah. that's, uh, that's where this conversation started I was just saying okay. I can't tell <laughs> Okay. <laughs> if, if this is where uh if, if they're if they were acting poorly or not and i've seen other japanese films before so i mean like i feel like i have a pretty well good so, game. so but, adding uh, on to that that fact the, these actors worked with him selling commercials so they weren't just random models they were also models that have worked with them in the past so he's worked with them before yeah they were all models. She's like, that girl active. over there, she's not working with us because she yells. Yeah, yeah. she yells. She's <laughs> <a> yelling. <laughs> she yells. <laughs> um, That's what they're going to say. So the script actually was like pretty much partly inspired by his daughter, his 12-year-old daughter. And she would like tell him like fears that she had. Like One of them was mainly she was afraid that the mirror she was using would eat her. So, like, most of the deaths and everything in this movie were, like, her all-time fears of living in... By a piano? Was she afraid of that? I think the piano was the piano would bite her fingers was definitely one of her fears. I also think it was, like, because there was no mirror scene, was there? Yes, there was. There was 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 a mirror, and it's, like, every... That's where Gorgeous turns into fires, and that's technically when Gorgeous dies. Yeah. Well, also, if there's like, it, depending on what mirror you're looking at, <laughs> something different is happening. There's like three mirrors, and it's like one's yeah. not moving, one's doing something different. Like it's crazy. That seems wild too. All right. Do you notice that? Did you guys pick up on that? Well, yes. I don't, dude. I'm like, <laughs> even though there was a mirror scene, apparently. <laughs> well, I was wondering what happened to Gorgeous though. Like, was that a blink and I'll miss it? Like, well, I was do you like, remember oh, she's sitting? Go? She's sitting she doing goes, her hair. She's like. She's and, like, I'll go and get help. Well, that was then, before she never then. Came back. Before <laughs> then, she's doing her hair after she does her uh, hot tub. And when she's doing it, she sees her grandmother. And then all of a sudden, the mirror cracks. And then she starts cracking and turning into fire with real yeah, okay, bad effects. Yes, it's when it does that really cool outline. Yes. Yeah. Like, this is cool. 
Yeah, it was like a masking technique. It's like this is yeah. I'm like, how are they masking in the '70s? I don't understand well, film editing. From well, back talking then. talking about that, uh, this was apparently the first Japanese film to use video effects. Really? Yeah. Really? So the one that they applied in the scene to make the girls dissolve underwater at the end. No, this can't be. Like, what about Godzilla? I don't know. This is what the, what the fact says. It says through very fluid like video and simple chroma key effect. Yeah, wait, Dave. I thought Godzilla was. I got. Is that real? Is that real? Those movies aren't real. The Godzilla. <laughs> Godzilla. Godzilla. Yeah, I thought it was real. It was real. But they also they also said the director wanted to do different other effects that the company couldn't do. Like they couldn't successfully do all the effects that they wanted. I liked all the uh the uh uh don't forget his name, Blanche. The cat stuff. Yeah. The glowing green eyes. The glowing green eyes. But also I was pretty problem. confused about Blanche's whole background plot, which I granted I shouldn't have been confused about anything during this incredibly confusing movie, which by the end really ties itself up neatly. Where I'm like, I don't think any of this was that confusing, really. But I was like, wait, who the fuck is Blanche and where did this cat come from? Like, it seems to be the girl's cat that she was very worried about. But then as soon as they get to the aunt's house, there's like pictures of the cat everywhere. And I'm like, where did fucking Blanche come from? So did the aunt own, but then she's like, I sent Blanche to you at the end of the movie. She says that. So I have a theory or I don't have a theory. My, uh, my buddy Jack, who he was on one of the episodes of the podcast, he has a theory and he's like, I don't know if you would call this movie a haunting. Maybe it's a cursed movie. Maybe like the house is cursed and Blanche is the actual curse itself. Cause it seems like Blanche is the one that has, yeah, there's a mural that literally, like, everything that happens has to do with Blanche being in that room when it happens. It all has to do with her being a cat. Mm, kind of. A cat. I mean, it does seem like the only way to defeat the house was, like, by Kung Fu. Kung Chicken. Fu. Like, Kung Fu, about? the greatest scare. All right. Greatest all right. Are we done no, with we're the done facts? with the facts. Let's go into, into the movie, the movie. Cause I I know where you're going with this, and I'm already loving it. Because uh, Steve called me when he had like 17 minutes left and he's like, um, and he was like, I feel like pretty slow to talking, but <laughs> either, I don't, like, I don't, that's not what I mean. Like, but you were like, so my favorite character is definitely like, and you weren't like spitting out and I'm like, it's Kung Fu, right? And you're like, yes. And I'm like, yes, yeah, Kung Fu. Clearly, one of the greater characters in cinema history. Well, I feel like Kung Fu is the only character that gets shit done in that movie. Cinema history, like without, (laughs) like without even question, like 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 anything goes wrong, Kung Fu just springs into action and is literally Kung Fuing the shit out of shit. My my favorite, (laughs) it's so cool. My favorite scene with Kung Fu is literally when she goes out and she's doing, she's splitting the logs. And then the logs <laughs> just start flying. And she just, she jumps out of her pants while karate chopping these logs. And she's like, oh, it must just be an illusion. It's all good. <laughs> I like and then she catches her pants at the end of the yeah. scene, right? Yeah. Oh, God, dude. I, I can feel the muscles in the back of my head, like, already, because I'm smiling so much oh from this. Oh, my God. Uh, I also said to Steve when he called me that 
And I said this I to you. That paid off, by the way. <laughs> oh, fuck, dude. We'll get to that. But um, I said Come to on. Steve when we were talking, which I guess it, we're made to be seen. I feel like we have good momentum now. But I was like, I don't know how the fuck we're going to talk about this movie. And, and I realized, like, when we first, when you first brought this movie up, I'm like, that sounds like a great movie for us to watch, but maybe not necessarily a good podcast watch but uh, we'll still see because i i don't know i'm excited i'm having a good time i'm already having a blast but um i said to steve i was like this would have like this would have been the perfect movie for us to be watching on the couch together yes. like because we would have had like inside jokes yes. we would have been like oh this thing's happening or like so like while watching it i was trying to picture like you guys watching it too and i was laughing out loud like a lot well um, do you know what's funny dave i will say when i was watching this movie i was also picturing all of us but i was also thinking like i bet you dave either is loving this movie or is absolutely going, God damn it, this movie sucks. And I no, couldn't was... tell which one it was going to be. And I'm like, well, we'll see when he answers the phone call for the podcast. We'll see. Well, okay. So let me ask you guys this question. Because, like, I want to be, like, a pretentious film snob and whatever. Like, you guys all watch this on HBO, right? Yes. So it um, starts off. Just with a humble brag of right away, it's like Criterion Collection. So yes. that means this movie's part of the Criterion Collection. I think it's, would it stay on IMDb, like 549 or whatever. So like this movie is a highly regarded movie. And I want to ask you, is it the editing? Is that is like... I think is it so. like the audacity of the movie in itself? Because I, 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 I want to throw this into the ring of like... This movie is a shitty movie, and that's why it's so good. But I also feel like that's a little disrespectful to this movie because there is a pure craft and joy in filmmaking really present in this movie. Like, and I know it's like, like you said, it's like a film school student, like blowing his load, like putting every trick he knows into a movie. But I think it's this. I got to put this into the movie. Yeah. But I think it kind of works in such a weird way that this movie like has this feeling to. So I don't know. Like, does it, is this a so bad? It's good movie. Or is this actually just a good movie is what I'm presenting to you. I think if you look at it from like what the time period, 1977, and Uh there is a true art form to this. This movie is very artistic. I love the color palettes. I love yes. the choreography. All the love, matte paintings. Like I love the, Yeah. I like it when um I don't I don't mind the green screen stuff. And I usually hate green screen, but a, a lot of it just looks so kooky that I'm into it. Um I don't even think it's green screen. I think it's point, chroma key. I think they just like yeah. cut around like, everybody. Yeah, I have Yeah, no this idea. is all like this is all in the edit for the most part. Like I but think, I I, uh, I think that it's a. Uh, I think it's good. I think it's good. I think if you I I, I think I, you're you're on to something because I think most of it was probably I would say editing because I think it was definitely very edit it was edited weirdly but it was definitely unique to its like craft. Also, like this movie, I feel like was funny back. Like there's tons of little jabs that they do as jokes, like. 
the guy there's falling no. in the bucket or him turning into <laughs> bananas at the end. Like, there's definitely a lot of comedy in this movie uh, that I feel that's like... I feel like the edit is supposed to be like, look at this fucked up shit, but let's make it somewhat funny for you to enjoy. But it's also like the whole piano scene. Let, like, I'm not going to go into money of it, but like her fingers are fucking off. Like that's fucking disturbing. Like they're yeah. dancing around, but it's hilarious for us to watch. Like it's not scary, but it's also kind of like disturbing at the same time. Like yeah, it's, it's, it is, it's funny, but also in like a, uh, Demented, like Demented I kind of feel like I'm losing my mind yes. while laughing at this scene, and um, that was Melody, right? Yeah, that's getting Melody is the one that gets eaten. If, if yeah, she's just getting. If, if unless it was fantasy laughing, whoever was in the corner while she was with her, her names, by the someone way. is cracking up laughing while that's happening, and I think it's Melody. It's like it's it goes from like laughing because- to screaming to laughing to screaming while we're just being like spun around in this piano. That is like a it's like a combination of practical effects and whatever the fuck, yeah, <laughs> like special effects. Where back then I don't know how they achieve them, but uh. It's it's really like I don't know like that scene is crazy. I really loved it, but I also I just wanted to point out because um, you just said the guy turned into bananas. <laughs> While I was also on the phone with Steve, I knew he had seventeen minutes left, <laughs> and I was like, "Dude, the watermelon guy comes back and makes an appearance, and it's a great scene. It won't let you down." And Steve just said that I don't know like ten minutes off. ago. He's like, "It paid off." It, like, <laughs> it paid off. It paid off. I, <laughs> I, I, I wrote at one I like my notes for this movie are crazy. I'm like, these notes aren't gonna make any sense. But I wrote at one point, the mere mention of bananas killed the watermelon, man. <laughs> the guy's like, I have watermelons, do you want them? And the guy's like, bananas! <laughs> and then the guy fucking backs up and turns into a skeleton and drops dead. <laughs> and then the like it goes back to the guy who's just the teacher who's just like, bananas, bananas. And then we don't see him until the end of the movie. And he's just a pile of bananas with a hat in the car. And I'm, I don't know. Maybe this is a five-star movie. Maybe I didn't read it high enough. I will say, like, another another thing that I, I – another kind of – not theory, but I find it interesting because I feel like we're watching it through the ant's eyes. Because we know the ants a stinker, like like the op- like one of the biggest scenes is where she comes God into the kitchen it. and she's just like, oh, she'll come soon, and just jumps into the fridge and just just watching <laughs> them while while eating like mac and everything. Like, what the fuck? Yeah. Like, Dude, she's total, a, like she's dancing with the, the skeletons in the like hallway. Bavarian vibes. That's yeah. exactly what I was Dude. thinking of. I also she jumps into the. <laughs> It was the refrigerator scene that gave me the Bavaria vibes, but also when she gets up and, like, I think she turns to the camera at that. This is her second time, like, spiking the lens. But it's, like, when she looks at the camera, I'm like, we got we got a little Auntie Deadpool on our hands, like, right now. <laughs> like, she's she's breaking, breaking for her walls. <laughs> Which I also... The, oh, sorry. Go ahead. The first time she does it... Uh, fuck, dude. I gotta... Because I wrote down the exact line, I think. Okay, so it was once the piano is first mentioned, Auntie 
like looks at the camera and it's and it, I, I wrote like she's like you fuckers heard about that piano scene right that's how I felt when the piano was mentioned she looked at oh the screen God. and it like zooms in on her face and I was like how does she know I know about the piano scene when I called when Steve called me today I said Steve I'm gonna tell you something that I might tell you in the podcast and you're gonna 100% believe me after everyone has said, oh, that piano scene, when you watch oh, this God. movie, there's many times where you're like, is this the piano scene? And then they like fake oh, you out the whole the time. time. The whole Jason time. Jason kept waiting for it. He's like, when is the piano scene? Is This is it. No, this what's is strange it. is I didn't feel that way, actually. It was, there were really? several piano scenes, but it wasn't until all four girls were surrounded by the piano that I was finally like, is this a piano scene? And then I was like, wait. There's been so many piano scenes. Like, I didn't miss something oh, weird, did I? Oh, you figured it out. Yes. Yeah. Because once they kind of snuck you into because, like, the first two times you see the keyboard light up. So you see that to begin with. And then I'm like, oh, we haven't seen past the keyboard lighting. Well, up. She also says, like, the piano, it felt like it, it bit, bit me. Bitter. And I was like, ooh, this thing's going to eat her, is how I. That's what I thought, right? And away. I wasn't, I wasn't let down. The no, piano ate her. I was going for it, and I like when she was like, for some reason, the, the, um, the quick cutting, but the imagery of her tangled up in piano wire, that is kind of scary. Terrifying, yeah. Like when she's like wrestling with the piano wire, and she's just bloody. Like it's like, that is, uh, that's some gruesome imagery. And then they I mix thought- with her floating around in in parts. Well, I don't like she's floating around. She's like, ooh, that's a little naughty. <laughs> yeah, dude. I'm like, there's so many, there's so many parts in this movie. I'm like, <laughs> the is this someone that just doesn't know of, like, fucking, <laughs> like, the, did someone watch this movie and translate it themselves <laughs> without knowing a bit of Japanese? Because sometimes I felt like that. Well, like, no, the, yeah, the, the panty, the panty sniffy scene was pretty, oh, pretty yeah. evident. Yeah, it was like we found her panties. It was like they found it's, all something the... does smell, and it's like what? The... Yeah, there's so many weird lines, and I'm like, I just don't, don't think these don't, are the actual lines. My, don't touch my butt when they're like going away from a. It's like <laughs> yes, dude. I felt like I was watching Kung Pao, dude. I yes. swear to God, it was lines like "Don't touch my butt" that just seemed like. <laughs> Like I didn't see anyone touch anyone's butt. Where There's, does this line don't come? Don't see in? their faces sometimes too. So I'm like, is this just, is this yeah. just like ADR? What is so this? I have uh, a question for you, Dave. So I I kind of ruined this because I asked Steve. I think I asked him either midway or before he watched it. But the anyways, I'm gonna ask you. Did you realize that one of the girls was their professor? One, so you're saying the professor was a girl? Was one of the girls at the house. So there was a double role, you're saying? No. As in, the professor was one of the seven. No, they just called her the professor. Was there or, that was like her nickname. But Are you that's sure? Not, yeah, that wasn't the teacher. That was The teacher's the banana man. No. The yeah. te- I thought they were getting married to the b- banana man. No, 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 no. The teacher is the one that Fantasy had a crush on that they're talking to at the scene where he pulls up. That's their teacher. No, I know that. Okay, never mind. And he's the one that's traveling in front of... I I wrote this down, too. Um, I honestly think her name was just the... Like, if you read in the trivia that there's just attributes... Because she's... I guess it doesn't actually explain why, but it's... 
The seven young girls who visit the house are all named after their predominant attributes, looks, or personality traits. And so, I guess, you know, she has the glasses and she's, like, figuring shit out. Mac that IMDb need to clarify was named after Stomach and not the Big Mac. Um, My fingers. <laughs> oh, also is do you guys all see like the poster? Like what you click on when you watch this on HBO is the floating head. Yes, that's yeah. Kung Fu, right? That was Kung. That was Fu. Kung Fu when she dies. Okay, because I was like, oh, that's the poster. And I was like, oh, Kung Fu's the poster. I assume that uh, Beauty. The, I thought the Gorgeous cat would, be would be the gorgeous. poster. Which, by the way, Gorgeous, gorgeous. sucked. I was kind of pissed off with Gorgeous. No, yeah, here, here's why. Terrible plot. I, I think Gorgeous, let's be honest, she's like, oh, you guys want to go do this stuff? Well, come to my aunt's house because I have bigger problems. Oh, no, you guys want to. That wasn't what happened. The teacher came to them and no, said and that canceled. I my knew sisters, that. yeah. And she's like, well, just come to my aunt's house. I didn't tell her that I'm going to come yet, but all of you are welcome. I and thought then that she was gets strange. There, she gets there and like, I get it. I get it. But at the same time, it's kind of weird that they're all working around the house for the aunt. Yeah. That was the one thing I'm like, what? You guys are on vacation. Relax. Well, the whole ant plot was weird as well, though. Like, you know, it was just, I mean, she was dead. That's what? true. See? I said, if we're nitpicky, there's a lot of weird things about this movie. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I, this is not a movie I could honestly <laughs> say one problem with the plot. That would be ridiculous, I think, <laughs> to even attempt. Um, like, there's so many random cuts that, or did you guys. This is funny to me, and it made me laugh when I read the trivia, but when they're at the train station outside, there's two things that are funny about the train station. But at one point, they're walking up the stairs, and they pass, like, cowboys who are fully yes. armed. Like, yes. They just have, like, a rifle and guns in their hand. But it wasn't, like, police. They were, like, cowboys. Well, do you <laughs> like, think that's like them? film set right now? Like, what's going on? Do you think that's them <laughs> trying to tie in that Western culture that they were talking about in the trivia? They were sharing the set that no, day. And they I have Western no idea. Culture I don't know. isn't, like, referring to Western movies. It's no, referring I know, but... The West. But I know, like, when I was in Italy, a lot of people, <laughs> when they talk about... Mo- Shut the fuck up, Steve. America. Well, no, they when they talk talked about, about Americans, they're like, "Hey, cowboy." No, but when they talked about American sim- cinema, huge over there is westerns. They're like, "Oh, you you know John Wayne, right?" I'm just gonna shut um, up then. What do you mean, right. um, Chili roasted pistachios. I know I shouldn't be eating while podcasting, but they're good. They good. Chili roasted pistachios. I don't usually go for the deshelled pistachios, but but when you do, did we find out where this was filmed? Did you say that? I'm sorry, I did not. I mean, I could I could look it up real quick because I think I saw something at the end of the credits. You about. Saw something you recognize? Yeah, yeah, I saw a place I had been <laughs> in a dream once. Yeah, I can't um, find it. Uh, did you? I know you already brought this up, Chase, but there is a funny, the very last trivia on here. That was funny. Um, no, 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 it's the second to last trivia. But it was that you you wrote that his daughter came up with like the, a lot of the ideas that inspired him. Yeah. And this is talking about that again. And it says, for instance, the mattresses. 
the mattresses, the head from the wall, the piano, and the mirror. So those were all her ideas. Yes. And so the last line of this trivia fact is, so initially, this film was co-written by a 10-year-old Japanese girl. Which, by the way, that's a little weird, because I also, there that other Why trivia that I credited? found was 12-year-old. So yeah, is it 10 I or 12-year-old? Well. Yeah. They don't know. They don't know. They don't know. know shit. But I kind of like I do that. Know, I do know on the Criterion DVD that she's with her, um, her, uh, father and discusses the movie with him oh okay um and the dude sounds like just such a nice guy like um i don't know if i want to read this whole thing but it was it was like kind of like a really nice it was a nice thing about obayashi talking about um like making films and how he felt like making films was like you know one of the greatest things you, you're able to do and do it with your friends. And it's awesome. But that um, one day on the first day of set, like, and while he's talking about this, I guess in the criterion interview, he starts to tear up, but he was talking about how there was a lighting guy who, um, and I feel like this totally has to do what we were talking about last week with the light or the, the strike that, you know, was going happening. on. Yeah. Um, but, uh, is that there was a lighting guy that he was like, you know, like felt like he wasn't balanced or whatever. And he said to him, like to the lighting tech by name, like, be careful, don't fall down. Um, And, and he called him by name. And then later that day, the director lost a screw from his eyeglasses and he wasn't able to find it. And then when they wrapped their first day of shooting, they were all like cheersing and, you know, like celebrating a successful first day. And Obayashi noticed that that lighting guy wasn't around. And he thought in his head, like, oh, no, maybe he really did fall. And eventually he came back up to him. And um, after, like, you know, hours that he didn't know where he was, he handed him his screw from his eyeglasses. And he said that I've never been on a set before where, like, someone, like, of your status acknowledged me by name, and that meant so much to me, and I would have searched all night for this to find it for you, you know? And it was Holy just, shit. like, a, a really touching story about this oh, guy man. that, and it just, I don't know, and it's, the more I read about this, um, and it was really through this review, this incredible review, it's the first review on Letterboxd, I can't recommend it enough. I will say, like, you, you told us to look it up, and I, I looked at it, and it is long. I will say it's long, it dude. Long it took one. me, I don't know, like seven um, minutes or so, but well, um, speak, it's wonderfully of, written. Speaking of, uh, you went on a couple conversations ago. Um, you said like we were talking about the acting, but uh, this is considered in, I guess, what Japan's uh, I don't want to say this wrong, so I'm not even gonna try it. The it's Japan. considered to be in the, the top 200 uh, Japanese films ever made. It's wow. in the list list of top it's, 200 japanese films so i'm like yeah. it's gotta be um i don't know it's probably uh, if you ask somebody in japan who grew up watching this movie or who's grown they probably know a lot more about it than we do because we didn't get it until 2009 so well, you- so that was a thing i wanted to mention how i assumed it had all this effect on like american filmmaking and like i wish i had like a a, a better cultural reference point for Japanese animation, like more so like anime, not like, you know, not like, 
like Studio Ghibli stuff, more of like anime anime. Like, can you not see the editing techniques and like all of the weird like slow motion, like you know, no, flash cuts, like all like it's a live action anime feel almost. And I don't know where. Again, like I wish I had a better reference point for when that stuff actually becomes like hugely mainstream. But I'm wondering, was this movie like kind of like a uh, like a a film language for what the future of like anime editing would become? Like I don't know. I wish I a movie that, uh, that that's a that's a great uh, point, and maybe it did. Um, but this move this movie the most American movie I can think of, and it's on here. I should have just looked at it. Same year was. Did we mention Suspiria? No, no. This movie reminds me of Suspiria like a lot, mostly because I guess of the colors. Because Suspiria uses like it's a really it's really trippy. It uses a lot of like bright colors and a lot of weird angles and just a lot of quick edits, flashes. And this movie reminds me a what lot. What is Suspiria? Of, yeah, is I've never Russian. Heard of that. No, I know it. I know uh, what it is. I'm wondering what country, like, what was the country of origin? Uh, it was, is it, is it Germany? I can look at it right now. Country of origin. Yeah, it is the same year. Did you just say that? Um, country of origin, Italy. 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 Okay. Dario somewhere. Argento. I know he, he director. Um, like, so, like, yeah, I'm pretty sure, like, I feel like, the 70s was obviously a massive time in American culture that they were all being influenced by like the Italian and the French new waves and all that. I don't know necessarily. I think there was like a Japanese new wave too. I'm not that familiar with it. I wish I was better. Like (sighs) really with Japan, it's the studio Ghibli films. And then like Akira Kurosawa, like that's like most of my reference points in like, Kurosawa is like a little bit older, you know. He was—he's a fantastic he's, reference point, though. Yeah, he's maybe like the best to like look at. Even like American filmmakers will always like quote him as like one of their most inspiring guys. But uh, I feel like I don't know like further into the culture that well in terms of film and cinema, um, and I wish I did. But. but uh, I, no, I highly recommend Suspiria. Both of you should watch that movie. Yeah, I, I, I was just looking at the like the actual uh, you, like photos. The imagery. Yeah, it looks the amazing. Did movie. you see the remake, Steve? No, I've only seen the original. I've not seen the remake. I think I, um, I got uh, I got Zach that one day, Dave, when we were in the uh, the record store. I bought Zach the Suspiria um, vinyl for his graduation present. Yeah, I was gonna say I knew he was Zach was a Suspiria guy. Yeah, but it's it which it is. It's very like I don't know. It's right out of Zach's alley. It's a it's another trippy movie. It's just like I mean, like I said, it's bright color. I like that style though, whatever you want to call that. With just like the when they use horror elements with these bright colors, and it just looks like Holy Mountain is a reference point. Yeah. Mandy is another reference point for me. Um, this movie House. I I feel like they're like. Yeah. Suspiria and Holy Mountain are books or or movies that just all I know about them is like a very like um standout imagery from when I'm flip from when I'm flipping through uh 
a hundred a thousand and one movies to see before you die and i'm like oh shit like it's like vertigo looking at vertigo like you see a lot of really cool (laughs) now that i'm home i swear now i can look it up but remember um the book that i had on my coffee table in florida did not have holy mountain in it i'm pretty sure but i i know i swear to god the one that i own that's two editions earlier that's in my house now i can go look at it i'll leave right now i swear to god i will <laughs> no but i that one has holy mountain in it so i want to look um i'm gonna text you after we're done with this delay this know. is better and <clears throat> there's something appealing about that it really it's for i think us as filmmakers but also um i don't know if i'm if i just those cinematographer either the cinematographer the dp whoever is I don't know if it's the director in this case. Whoever came up with that that look, that idea for house, good bravo. I like it. Absolutely. I like, oh, I like the it. The sets are like, like the stuff of nightmares. Like, you the know, like this movie again isn't scary, but when they're like walking from room to room, it, it's it's unsettling when you're like, I have no place of like geography right of this now. whole like, house like even yeah, it's going disturbing. through the whole house, like, you're like, I don't know where they are. I know that there's a yes. garden. Oh. I know that there's I will say it's definitely uh, talking about that. I definitely I agree with you. I felt like if I went to that house, I wouldn't want. I didn't want to stay. I wouldn't want to stay there. Oh yeah, it felt very uneasy the whole time. Yeah, don't um, go near pianos. A, don't go near kitchens. Don't can't yeah, mess no, with the well. Murder. R.L. Stein taught me that. Uh, but um, <laughs> I was gonna say I agree with with you, Chase, with the the geography. Something about uh, if you guys have ever seen the movie Rose Red, which is a Stephen King book, but it's about a house oh. that grows and it also like changes. That's what the movie's called too. The movie's called Rose Red. It's a TV movie, but it's like four hours long. You know, it's one of his TV releases, but it's okay. called Rose Red, and it's about a house that like a team of psychics go there. It's a, it's a notoriously haunted house that grows. There's a lot more that goes into it, but anyway. Um, <clears throat> The Shining kind of does that too, where it's like the exterior shots don't match the interior shots. And it's that sense of like, I don't understand how this building works. Mm. And I've seen that done in like Rose Red, this movie, and in The Shining. And I like that element of like, I know I'm in a building, but this building doesn't make sense. But do you know what? what? You never get get your grounding. Do you know why it's so uneasy? And I think this is going into what Dave was trying to say about doors. I keep, I'm going to bring up your door. Yes. Thank you. It happened by the way, but I think, I think that's what I was going to mention it. Good. I think Uh, that I was too. I was going to say Dave, the door. (laughs) It's I thought it was gonna go over four, over three. I was like, "Oh no, dude, the door thing really isn't paying off," and uh, this movie really pays off. But like, th- it does one door, and then it's like, "No, we're locking down this whole fucking, fucking wall and everything." <laughs> Kung Fu's gonna try to do it, couldn't fucking do it. Yeah, dude, when no. Kung Fu couldn't open the door, I knew when they Kung were When Kung Fu fucked. did the did the the flying kick, and the <laughs> kick, and then came back down, I knew it was. By the over. way, how did they even do some of those? Like, they know. looked that, really good. I, that was a good. It's a good camera good, angle. Yeah. But, uh, no, but like her twirly whirlies were really impressive. I think going back to the layout of the house, I think the reason why it's so uneasy is because as people, we like knowing where exits are. We like knowing our like strategy. And I feel like going into a horror film, you want to know where everything is because you always go like, why are you running? To, why are you going to the basement? Why? Like, because you know, 
okay, well, I know that there's a door there. There's a window there. There's there, yeah. there, there, there. And then, and then you have the auntie looking through the fourth wall. Mm-hmm. So you're like, I don't know if there's yeah, a wall I don't wall know there. where there's a wall. Exactly. So uh, now uh, you're literally in this movie and like some other films, but this one in particular, you have no idea where everything is. You're just like, yeah. you're in for the fucking ride and you're just like, fuck, I don't know what's going to happen. Just white knuckle in it. Just like, I, I, I genuinely don't believe they can leave the house, even if they wanted to, you know? And, like, from one room to the next, you don't know what's going to be there. And it's a... Uh, at first, I thought this was going to be a way more lighthearted movie. Until Mac, like, loses her head, I was like, is this just, like, Auntie being like, look at my cool haunted house, you know? Like, it does this, and it does I'm this, so you know? You, you girls are here. <laughs> yeah, I thought it was, like, really going to be, like, just, like, a weird, like, them just experiencing goofy, like, kind of more of, like, Beetlejuice-level shenanigans, you know? Like, um... But, yeah, well, I, was uh, waiting, no, yeah, yeah. I was waiting for Shake, 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 Sonora. Yeah. <laughs> dude, I wonder if... Oh. I, again, dude, I, I guess... I don't want to like completely like discount that any American filmmaker could have seen this movie, but Ted Burton see this movie. Yes, <laughs> if anyone like it's like David Lynch and Tim Burton like fucking. Definitely seen like not only did they see this movie, but even though they were probably they were definitely born before this movie, I don't think they were like actual functioning human beings until they saw this movie, and then they're like fucking like became human form of like what they are now like this oh, movie burst them is what i'm trying to say the skeletons still look like the skeletons from like jason and the agronauts yes you notice that like the skeleton even worse the- though they just look like well <laughs> i was gonna say they just look like the skeletons that would be in your like high school but that is essentially <laughs> what it was she was like my husband was a doctor <laughs> she say husband was it her husband her fiance, right? Because they never. Oh, um, oh no, yeah, I don't yeah. remember. Did they get married or did they ever? I don't know. No, I don't think they got married because they kept saying she eats the unmarried women in the town and everything. Yeah. Yes, that's why she's like, you know. So, which, by the way, on the fiance <laughs> note, I guess if that's what he is. Um, uh, this director, he grew up like Hiroshima was his hometown, Holy and apparently, shit. during the Criterion interview, he just like, without too much dr- drama or anything in his voice, he just you know like subtly mentions that most people he knew when he was a kid are dead from the bomb, and it's just like I think that I I would like to like as a film observer place that knowledge onto this movie and say that there's like some through lines which i'm sure i'm absolutely sure there is like but it's like hard to it's hard to take like anything in this movie seriously Seriously. and i'm like but what if this movie's way deeper than i'm giving any credit to i was gonna say i think it's i don't think it's a shallow yeah i really do it's just it's just hard to take it seriously that's it that you know like i think it's a layered cake it really is it's a layered cake i do you guys do you think the way end of the movie kind of does a whole like shift in tone <laughs> like you're actually like you're like don't don't go in the house that that's not that's not gorgeous anymore you're gonna get eaten but it's oh, like i was 100 like, confused if it was even her soon-to-be stepmom 
which apparently it wasn't even a choice that would be her stepmom. The dad was like, "No, this is this your is, mom." This he's is like, your "Here's Ryoko. Here's your new mom." <laughs> <laughs> and I love how at first, like his his daughter's like super into it. She's like, "You're beautiful. Oh my god, this is your friend. She's awesome." And then he's like, "She's your mom now," and she's like, "Fuck off! <laughs> I'm leaving." And they do that like rather cool. Like she throws her scarf. It, the scarf free just- freeze frames while she keeps running and then like it ends and the scarf drop like I don't know it was I liked all the like really cheesy cool editing I did too. too I did too like, I really enjoyed it beginning we didn't even talk about that was like a really awesome effect it's like I assume oh yeah like what it was like shot in a wide screen shot but the, all they they were just framing out the small square at the beginning Where so you were like following you're looking like she's taking photos like you're watching yeah. the can- that I will tell you that was and then one of the she coolest like shots walks ever. into the actual. I I rewound it a few times because I was so impressed by it. That um, shot was um, so. Cool. It was a really That's really the, cool shot. They got, they got really experimental with this. They really did. You could tell like a lot of their shots. They just went for it, and I appreciate. It. And I don't know if it's uh because uh in, we're we're set dressing. But I know we talked about this earlier. But the, the set pieces were amazing. They really were. Like the, the set they built for that house. Like you could tell. I could tell like walking into the house at certain parts where the lighting was come from. I'm sure Chase could see it too. I'm sure you could see it there. I think anybody could see it. But it, you can tell it's it's a stage. Like it's it's built. It's a it's a uh, it's a set. Yeah. But um, there's no ceilings there. Built, yeah, it's built well. It's built well. And I like all the set pieces. I love the mural. I love like that every room is a little different. They also just did not feel of the same house. I think that's going back to what we were already talking about, but each room they felt like we're not even in the same room that are in the same. Like it was like one room would feel like it was like, like marble or stone from like, you know, like, I don't know, like a stone mansion. And then the next room would feel like it's from like a creaky wooden house, you know, made it feel timeless. And you were kind of, or almost like a, yeah, you didn't. You weren't quite sure. You never felt comfortable. You never felt comfortable because you never felt nothing felt like cohesive, which I liked. But anyways, I just had to point that out because uh, it's something. It's a new admiration to have is set dressing. Building those sets is hard, yeah. and that's that. That looks like they. I don't know. They look cool. They look cool. It's it's a. Uh, it's not an. Uh, I guess a, a department that gets looked at enough. Another thing. Or, or thanked enough. The art. Another thing that the other thing that I actually really love about this movie is probably I like the song. I like the song that they play with the piano, even though everyone hate like it's the piano scene. But the actual song is like the soundtrack of the movie or the theme. Well, yeah, it's it's the theme. Okay, I wanted to ask you this. I googled it. Okay, couldn't get any. If I were to ask you one theme, it sounds very similar to. What is anything come to mind at all? Because this was like super obvious to me, but the, uh, no one on the internet made the connection. And I'm like, well, maybe I'm just full of shit. But. I will say it sounded very familiar, and I can't. Tell I will do what it. it was. I will do it like to what I remember the theme of the movie I'm thinking of is. Okay. Even, it's, it's always like in my head I can do it fine, but then I'm going to try to <laughs> audibly do it. It's going to make no sense. But it's like. Da-da-da-da. 
For a second, I was going to say Mission Impossible, but... It's up, dude. It's up. That's what it reminds me of. Well, like... So another another horror and I swear that's like almost the same keys as this theme song. I now need to look it up. Do you I, want, give look me a at second. them. Maybe look at them side inspired, by side. Look up theme. up theme and then house theme. Okay. They're both okay. on YouTube. Okay. Because I looked them up. Maybe uh, this maybe this movie was was the uh, but I was the inspiration hub. There is another. Um, also, it's just like a great trippy song too. Um, oh, sorry, guys. Whoa, 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 Dave. Um, okay, so here I it is. Want you to play Burn. both of them. What do you? Okay. you're playing. So this is this is, is the, the house theme first. Skip around. Okay, skip around for the up one. But here's the house theme. Yeah. Wait. Oh wait, no. This is the piano scene. That's the piano eating her. That's not right. It's this one. The it's it's a YouTube is house main theme. Yeah. No. Okay. That's kind of yes. That right around there. If you could just yeah, like, I hear capture it. I hear that. it. I hear it. Okay. But now look up the house theme. The house or the theme where it's. It's the, the marriage life. I think that's what it's called for piano. That's but it. someone also in the comments on YouTube. Ah, oh, damn it, dude. They typed it when I was a young boy. My father. <laughs> and I, I could no longer hear the up theme. And that's what I started to hear when I was listening to the house. Okay, here theme. it is. I hear it. I hear it. I hear it. It's not the exact same, no, but, it's, but so it's similar. similar. I swear it's to God, similar. it's like a key off. I hear but, it. Uh, yeah. Another another movie. I like that, that. Another movie that does that that I love is uh, our, fuck, what is it called? Uh, shit. Shit. I can't believe I <laughs> forgot the name of it. Oh, my God. No, what is the movie that we loved that we watched last year? Hell House. Hell House. Jesus Christ! Yes, Hell House. You know how they did the oh, pianos? Oh, the piano. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Hell House, dude. God. I wish I still subscribed to Shutter. I thought about doing it just for this month. I was again. thinking the same thing. This might be a tradition I do. It's too late. It's too late into the month now to pay a month for it because I think there's plenty of movies I have to still watch. But every year I might just do Shutter in October. Just a one-month fee. It's fine. Um, But yeah, Hell House is a Shutter exclusive, I think. So that's the only way to watch it. No, you can watch it on YouTube, the first one. Dave, I was going to... Oh. Go ahead. What are you munching on, Steve? Wheat thins? Huh? You got some wheat thins? Is that what they are? No. <laughs> no it's cheese uh, Oh, even better. Um, um, no, when I, I had the conversation with Dave with 17 minutes left, you spoiled something though for me. Oh, no. favorite character, and I was like, Oh, no. Yeah. Dude, as soon as I said it, because you didn't fully react when I said that. Yeah, I was like, no. Um, 
What what did you say? They're gonna kill Kung Fu. Oh no. He goes He goes, uh um I said uh my favorite character and he's like Kung Fu, right? And I was like, Yeah, and he's like, Yeah, I thought I thought she was invincible, but then you know they just killed her, so I was like <laughs> It was true, though. I literally thought Kung Fu was going to make it all the way because I was like, nothing can kill Kung Fu. She's but let's like, be honest. Anything that she comes across, she like, even in her death, she's still just with her legs. She, she still, still killed the back. painting she of the cat. Exactly. Yeah. She comes back with just half legs, still beating the shit out of it. Dude, if I were to quote Sweet, Sweetie, Sweet is her name. Yeah. Kung Fu, you're so cool. Yeah. Kung yeah. Fu was the greatest. Or is it you're so cool, Kung Fu? I yeah. I <laughs> also, I didn't realize until you like re-describe the scene, which I felt like I was just dying while you're describing it because I was recalling how great that scene was. Like, I felt like that was the first like true like this movie is reaching great heights is when Kung Fu is fighting all the logs. But um, <laughs> you said she jumped out of her pants, which I feel like I didn't fully realize until the rest of the movie. She's just in her like underwear, underwear I guess, yeah. like fucking kung fu. It looks more like a bathing suit, but it's still like it looks like yeah. short shorts. Once she jumped out of her pants, she never jumped back in. Uh, this movie's great. It's a good movie. Yeah. I was I was shocked of how much I like fairly enjoy. I honestly I might even bring my score back up because I oh see I I watched it yesterday and I'm not gonna lie all night I just couldn't stop thinking of this movie and I was trying to debate whether or not I lower it or raise it. I I originally I mean Dave spoiled it. I gave it a four and a half earlier <laughs> and then I brought I it down go- to a four. But I don't know what I'm gonna rate this- it. Going into this movie, I kind of was like no doubt in my mind thinking it will be a five-star movie. Um, but uh, it's just a little too wild for me. Like, it, again, it was like I wound so often because I felt like I was so caught up in, like, the visuals of what was happening. And I was like, oh, yeah, I can't understand Japanese. I need to rewind to see what is being said. But then it's, like, ultimately, like – don't spank me. It's like dialogue that doesn't even, <laughs> I was, I kind of want it now that I know this movie's very simple plot and premise and like really like not too much important dialogue, not to like, I don't know, like take away the credit of this movie, even having important dialogue. I would like to watch this movie with no subtitles and just like fully take it in. Like, you know, like, yeah, not understanding anything, but I already understand it. I guess you well, know, like I already know the plot. Sadly, you can't do that because it's like I said, you uh, can't shut off subtitles. Not right? on, not on HBO. Because I was like, oh, I I need to make sure my subtitles are on, and it doesn't have like it was already off, and it was English subtitles already. Yeah, I imagine that's because it's the Criterion version. I bet you on the Probably. DVD you can't even shut off the subtitles. I love how the uh, the um, description for this movie is just simply a school girl, a schoolgirl spends her summer vacation in a haunted house. Well, I wanted to discuss with you guys because clearly this, or not even clearly, we haven't gotten to the bottom of that. But I personally believe this probably had great influence on like a lot of things that came after it. 
you know, not necessarily like huge, like, you know, definitive influence, but I can just see a lot of like weird filmmaking continue throughout this, but I don't know um, if anyone's ever really credited this movie. And I don't even know where I was going. I listened to the last episode and I did the same thing. I talked myself into a, a stupid fucking loop and <laughs> forgot what I was saying. Um, oh, this. So I was wondering if if you guys think this movie had any effect on the genre we're even talking about on the haunting haunted house genre. I think so. They don't. You <laughs> said you don't. Though. I don't. I personally <laughs> well, don't think so. I don't. <laughs> this movie did. <laughs> this movie was experimental, um, but it didn't do anything that was like groundbreaking. I think the filmmaking like, is more influential than anything else that's happening within the yeah. plot of this movie. Yeah. Um. So no. <laughs> yeah. Another thing that I thought about this movie, which we didn't really fully discuss, is um, and I can't think of another really good example outside of like Scott Pilgrim. I'm wondering if you guys can think of other examples, but this movie, like outside of like Deadpool too, whatever, but like it doesn't follow the rules of any in particular like movie. Like, and obviously there's some wacky shit going on in the haunted house, but even as far as like when they're on the train, she starts telling them the story about her aunt. And then it's as if the characters on the train are watching the old video that we're watching. Cause she's like, there's like, there's Um, her boyfriend and they're like, Oh, he's cute. You know, like they're commenting on the flashback, which is like a, a cool device that I don't think is utilized that much. It's it's like it's literally breaking movie rules. It's breaking yeah. logic, you know. Like and I, like the only ones I can think of, and it's because they're so hyper stylized. Is something like Scott Pilgrim, which is like it has its own set of rules in the movie that is you know like I I don't know any other examples. I I'm mean, sure there's tons, but. I have an I I have an example, but I don't know if it actually fits that. For some reason, I'm thinking or like parodying. I'm I'm thinking, and this is not as stylistic like this movie in Scott Pilgrim, but it like jumps from a story to like like more backstory or more examples, kind of like The Big Short. You know how in that movie they're literally talking about what's happening, and then all of a sudden they would just yeah. jump to like. A random person they'd giving be, more yeah, context. Yeah, they'd be like, they'd be like, because you guys are big dumb dumbs yes. and don't understand the stock market. Here's Margot Robbie, Robbie in a bubble bath yes. to explain this. Yeah, which is that's that's kind of what I'm talking about. Yeah. That's like, it's basically like if if you're in the, it's like Bugs Bunnying the film, which is really breaking the fourth wall. But it's like, you know, like you're in the middle of a scene and then all of a sudden you pull down a projector screen and they're like, here's what's going on in the scene right now or whatever, you know, I don't know. It's Bugs Bunnying, I guess. It's a, I've never heard it as new, Bugs Bunnying. I like that. I like that. <laughs> yeah, I just thought of it now. But, Bugs Bunny on it. Yeah. Um, but yeah. But, 
God damn it, Chase. I was worried we wouldn't have shit to say about this. I was worried because I was from scene to scene. I couldn't remember what was happening. Well, I, I will tell like, you. I don't know what's happening. I was terrified last night because I watched it yesterday morning. And I had to, I think I went to my house to go take Matthew driving. And I went back to my apartment around like midnight. And I literally was walking from my car to my apartment going, God damn it. We have the podcast tomorrow. And I think I might have to rewatch that movie. I think that movie is so crazy that I might have to rewatch it just to be sane or have something to talk about. But I don't know. I felt like I, it, we did a good job. Honestly, I think we're doing a good job. Describe. I, I think mean, it, it is also one of the longer hour and 27 minute movies I've ever you, watched. Thank you for saying that. If, if, Felt like three hours. I will tell honest. you the first like, thirty minutes, the first forty not minutes. Not a bad way, but the, the first forty minutes, I already felt like I was watching the whole movie. I'm like, is this still a horror film? Like, when is it actually gonna pick up? And then it picks up yeah. quick. It just jumps you into it, which is interesting. I uh, I felt like I don't know. I'm, my viewing went by pretty quickly. I, I was did pretty pause engaged, a lot. but like I said, I I have ADD, and maybe that's because this movie is ADD. Maybe that's why. I was about uh, I don't know. It I do though, and that's why like like I'd be watching it and then just completely be blanked out a few seconds later, and I'd be like, I have to rewind that because I had no idea what I was just looking at. So I have a weird question, and yeah. this is more of like a personalized question, but I had a really hard time with it for some reason this time. Did any of you guys have trouble like reading the like subtitles? Definitely faster than I most, felt. Yes, like, what we are used to. I felt like they I went that, by faster. I think that they have literally slowed down like subtitles and stuff. But maybe I'm wrong. I I don't know. I I find it harder to watch an older foreign film with subtitles than I do a newer one. I don't. Mean, I'm not sure what the reasoning would be. It's not like they're speaking slower in newer movies. I think that the subtitle work is a little bit more. But I will subtle. I will even say, and this is. <laughs> I know that there are completely different movies, or they're not movies, different like countries and language and everything. But even uh-huh. tying back into when I was watching the Jackie Chan movies from like, like the '60s, I think, or '70s. Sorry, um, like that seemed like a normal, typical pace. I just felt like uh-huh. this movie. I don't know if it's because they talked really fast in this movie to get you like into the story faster, or it just felt really fast. Like the well, subtitles were like boom, 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 boom. Also, a lot of scenes with seven girls talking over each other which is never an easy time to have subtitles like when people are talking over each other you're getting like three layers at a time and it's like it's almost hard to even identify who's saying what because it's like you know unless you're looking at the person as the subtitle appears you know which is i don't know subtitles are a whole crazy thing cleverly though we're like it it, nothing not an entire form film but where the subtitle will come in at a at where the character is speaking yeah. from, I guess. Hey, it was like in, you say Endgame. That's what I was thinking. Yeah, that was like the only one I could think of. But I've seen other movies that have done that when when there's 
when there's foreign dialogue yeah. sprinkled in, but not for the entire movie. That'd be that'd be crazy. But your eyes would be all over the place. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. Um, so wait, wait, Dave, you were at one point gonna tell us what you rated this movie because you said I did uh, say I didn't. I give feel it like five that's, stars. I guess. Yes, is where you're gonna start, and then I believe that's where you started your uh, your your rabbit yeah. hole. So go back to that. What what? Uh, I, I, I well, know, do you think ask, we've? Yeah. Do you think we've uh, covered e- most exasperated? things? Yeah. I I don't know. I, I do. I feel like we did a good I job don't. explaining. And if if we have, I mean, this movie is so crazy. I feel like again, this is another short movie because I think this is was this shorter than. Night of the Living Dead. I want to say yes. Yeah, I like, I like wrote down questions and I'm like, this won't even make sense because at that point in the movie, I think I was invested in any sort of logic. But okay, actually, do you remember when? Do you remember when they say we need to take a bath or something? Yes. Um, one of them says like I'm really sweaty, and they need to take a bath, and then Auntie is like, wait for the others or something like that, and then. One of them comes in and they're like, it's okay. She's our sponsor. And then they go in bath. And, they, and I was just wondering, what the fuck did that mean? But then I'm now thinking back. Like, if you guys were to ask me that question, I'd be like, what the fuck are you talking about? I don't know what you're saying right now. So that meant no sense. So I said, I- we got a little auntie Deadpool on her hand. Oh. I also said I think Auntie is just baked as hell and she's just fried out of her mind and she's just imagining all of this because that was after the scene that was like meow 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 like I also think this movie kind of popularized the boomerang effect like because there's a lot of weird boomerang shit going on. I I, I love I love the line in the movie where. Uh, Auntie stands up and they're like, you could walk. And she's like, you girls give me the energy. And then just yeah. like, just starts dancing around. <laughs> uh, I do think the best scene is when, like you said, she's a little stinker is when in the background, she just gets out of her wheelchair and runs into the fridge. And then the girl turns around and like drops her plate. Uh, yeah. And, uh, she, she had a little bit of a, uh, Grandpa Did you guys think about the the set at that point? Like, like what did you think? Yeah. Was that like a door? I think that was a door, and then they actually like I think through the, the actual fridge, fridge itself. And then she like sprinted around, or was that like I think it two was different actors? Maybe I think it was a double. Yeah. I think there was like we don't really see her face go in, but then we see her come in on the other side, and it's like yeah, I think it's a double. Yeah. I do have a question because I thought this at the end when we were when I was watching it. Oh my god, I almost said we. Uh, when I was watching we did it, watch it. Oh, we watched it together in, in spirit. Um, when I was watching it, I thought the end was gonna be a completely different result. I thought because her like husband or fiance, I forgot already, never came home, but they made a promise together. I thought when the teacher would have come to the house because he promised he would show up. It would completely like they would be safe because it's like someone made a promise finally on those grounds. I I can see that there was any logic in these movies, but of course chase the teacher became 
bananas. Yeah. He became well, yeah, a pile of bananas. He's, he's a pile of bananas. Which really, like, oh. what the fuck was going on there? Because it, they weren't anywhere near the house. No, yes, Just that they were. watermelon, man. They were near. The, there were enough that like, you could see the house. It was, like, in the same village, I guess. You know, when I'm more of, like, what is the whole area haunted? Like, Well, if you heard what he said when the girls first got there, when they were leaving, he's like, oh, yeah. she's going to be so happy. Like, I feel like, yeah. He said they're all eaten, right? Isn't yeah. that what he says to the banana He's like, all man? the, yeah, the they've been eaten. Which I think he was in cahoots with the ant. Also, this is another line that, again, this might not make any sense. But when we go to the teacher and he's, like, driving on the highway and the trucker is behind him and he's like, get that toy car off the road. And then the teacher's like, I'm sorry, traffic's so heavy. And then it just goes back to the trucker and he goes, got that? And it's like, (laughs) got that question mark? And I just was really curious what that even meant. Was he being like get off the road got that or was he being like i got that the traffic's heavy i don't know but there was a question mark so it really even confused me even you more. just you just <laughs> remind me of another hilarious scene that made no context when he literally goes and gets noodles because the traffic is so bad in that noodle truck and there's a bear <laughs> And like I totally forgot about that. But do you scene. remember how that scene starts? They're back at the house, and one of the girls is like going through some shit, and then like a guy just leans into one of the girls' head. Oh yeah, and his he goes, mouth oh, is no, no, just no. filled with noodles. <laughs> and then it like pans over, and they're in the noodle shop. Oh, it's God. actually another really good shot. Like. I don't know. Like, that was just part of how weird. And yeah, that it just shows it's total David Lynch shit. Yes. Like, this is just yes. someone writing down their nightmares. Like, it's a nightmare with, it's, with it's a nightmare fuel and a camera. It's it is definitely it nightmare like. fuel. Yeah. Oh, yeah. my God. Um, it's a. Uh, oh, I never got to the thing that I really enjoyed when I figured it out in the trivia that when they're about to be. Uh, when they're at the train station and they're outside and they're waiting for uh, um, Gorgeous and she's looking for Blanche, um, uh, they're talking to like a group of guys. And when they walk away, it shows the guys. And I was just in my head, I'm like, who the fuck are these guys? Like the Japanese Beatles? <laughs> like, because that's what oh. they look like. Oh, the and it's actually, oh, yeah. uh, it's a it's a cameo from a Japanese rock band that was very popular at the time. So I was like, oh, it was kind of the Japanese Beatles. Because <laughs> that's what they all looked like. They were just like, hey, how's it going? How's it going? Hey, how's it? Japanese Ringo. Yeah, it's just, I was like, we could talk about that in the news section, but I am pumped for that. It looks great. Yeah. Dave, give us your rating. Yeah, go ahead. All right, rate so, it, Dave. Yeah. I'm almost on Chase's page, but um, I I'm gonna say screw the whole rating this by genre yeah. thing because if we were to rate this at a haunted house thing, I would probably give this like a two stars or whatever. But as a movie, as a film, I gave this a four stars. I gave it four stars. I I thought it was a jolly good time. Um, and I'm- I I think on a like technical level, I thought it was so exhilarating to see some of the you know some of the techniques that were being used and you always gotta just step yourself and 
in the shoes of the 77 person as best you can and be like, this is fucking nuts what I'm seeing right now. I am, I, I said, I just said, fuck it. And I have changed my score again. I'm giving it a four and a half. I'm going to give it a four and a half. The more we've talked about it, the more I realized how much I had fun with this movie. How, what, don't laugh. What, what? Steve thinks are crazy, I think. I think, I honestly think this movie was crazy, insane, but the story was still there. I still understood everything that was happening. I got it at the end. And I, I liked this movie a lot. However, I agree with what Dave said. If this was like a horror film or if we're rating it as a haunting, I feel like it would honestly, it would be honestly maybe, yeah, a two or a three. If someone was like, oh my God, dude, I fucking love horror movies. My favorite genre within horror movies are haunted houses. I wouldn't, I wouldn't be suggest like, well, dude, this movie. What are you doing there sitting there without <laughs> talking to me about haunted house horror movies without having any knowledge of, of 1977's house? house. <laughs> Gotta go watch that. And then they come I back to me and be like. I always recommend the 1985 oh. movie house to people. You say that you don't, though, do you? I thought you hate that. No, movie. he literally I has like said it the movie. last three, like the last three episodes. He's like, "Oh, house? You mean the '85 one?" Like, I thought when yeah. when Chase when you first bring up this movie, Steve goes, "No, the 1985 one," as if like we're definitely not covering that piece of shit movie. That's how I took that. Oh, oh I no. took it as, "Oh my God, you're talking about the 1985 one." That's what I took it as. Yes, that's how it was. Okay, what's your rating? Yeah, Steven. Uh, I give it a four. I give it a four. Oh, okay. Four to five. Four to so, five. So I, why, uh, why'd I you make me a laugh? Why would you laugh at me for raising my score then? Huh? I did. I uh, I don't know. Because <laughs> you changed it three times. I thought, yeah. <laughs> I, 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 for... I saw the... I just saw the reaction as Dave was saying his, and I was like, Chase is going to change his again. And that's just I, made me laugh because I was like, you couldn't decide. But I really funny. thought you were oh. just having a laugh. Like, these guys are fucking tying their own supply over there. They're giving it no, no, I, 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 like, This was right up my alley. I liked, I liked this movie. Although I, really, I gave uh, the Holy Mountain five stars when we watched it. I would, and I'm looking at it now. It's only an hour and 54. I thought the Holy Mountain was a solid three, three hours or something. But uh, I would be more likely to watch this movie again than the Holy Mountain. Like, I'm definitely planning on watching both of them again. But I, I would, I would revisit this movie just for the pure joy of it. It's not going to be, yeah. be any Halloween tradition or something, but. If I ever come across, you know, another group of film nerds like yourselves, I'd be like, hey, have you ever seen this movie? Check it out. Like, Something we haven't done in a while, and I already know the answer to, but I'm going to say it anyways. This 100% passes the bar talk. I think, honestly, yeah. I this movie, we'll hands down, after watching this movie, I had to talk to someone about it. I had to. That's it. That's a, the perfect thing to say. I don't think I could. I I was watching this like like while my mom was in the kitchen and like I was pausing every now and then and walking in and I felt like obligated to be like, this movie I'm watching right now. I never did, but I I was like I felt like I couldn't like walk by another human being without being like, 
I gotta tell you about this thing I'm experiencing. Yeah. Like it's crazy. I, I was <laughs> like, uh, like uh, I'm not just the only one doing this, am I? Like it was it's, funny. I, I love it. I usually watch movies where nobody's uh-huh. around. Yeah. So I text people and be like, I'm watching this movie. It's, it's crazy. <laughs> I was. <laughs> I was. It's sadder for me. I was telling my. Sadder. Well, I watched it alone, and then I came home because I've been coming back and forth for internet uh, to my house. My dad's like, oh, you're doing the podcast tonight. I'm like, yeah, we're, I'm setting up in the basement again. And he's like, what are you guys watching? I'm like, oh, it's, it's a haunted movie called House. And he goes, is it any good? I showed him the piano scene. I was just like, you got to look at this scene, Dad. Saw the scene. He goes, I don't know what the fuck I just watched. I'm like, good. That's all you needed to know. I just wanted someone else to see the, the – rea- I just yeah. wanted to see your reaction. Oh. Steve, you said it was a, a co-worker? Was it – a co-worker who is also a film, okay. film major, Tyler, yes, uh, said and he watched the movie. And then he said and, the piano uh, scene to you? He said the piano scene. And he's younger. He's a young kid. Uh, he's younger than all of us. Um, but uh, he liked it. He liked this movie. He was just like, he was like, dude. The, the, I could tell by the look he gave me when I, when I said house. And he's like the nine seven seven one. <laughs> the look on his face. <laughs> he's having like more flashbacks. <laughs> uh, the piano scene was like if this were a movie, and like zoom into his eyeball and the reflection of the piano scene is happening on it. Um, no, I, I, this is like this is a total like again. I don't want to be like a a film snob, but I'm not showing this to no Joe Schmo. So, you know, like. I, I think you'd have to have some sort of like appreciation for like at the very least like B movies, which I don't think this movie's achieving, like trying to achieve that level, but it, it fits in with that. Yeah. Like, Again, it might be a cultural yes. thing. You might think exactly, movie. which I don't know. Like I've seen some Japanese movies and they're not like all fucking bonkers <laughs> silly. So I'm going to say that this movie's not the same quality, but uh <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. I think this is like you you have to have like an appreciation for like the obscure, the wild, the out there, like in the craft, you know, like I think this is a big craft movie. I would say I think I think you you hit it on the head earlier. If you're like a if you're um if you're a Lynch fan. Yes. I, I if think you can you sit through one of his movies, you can, you can sit, sit through, this. through this movie, I yeah. think. If you're if you're a Jodorowsky fan, yeah. you definitely need to yeah. check this movie. I didn't even know those uh, fans yeah. existed until I came to full sale. Either didn't even know Jodorowsky existed. existed. But. And still, he's really old and he only has like 10 films. Yeah. Wait, is he still alive? Yeah, he's still alive. Hmm. Anyway. Yeah, I realized that El Topo has a pretty large following still. And I'm like, oh man. That one was that just one, not yeah. for us. We were like. Just, for obvious reasons, it was the first hour with the naked little yeah. boy was just a little bit too, too much. Too much. Too much. The, bo- the boys gave it three thumbs down. Yeah, we were like, <laughs> from going from like the the exhilarate, like we were so stoked on the Holy Mountain, uh, and then we were like, oh, this is gonna be like the Holy Mountain out west. Yeah, and then it just was wasn't yeah. it was not. It was trying to be, I guess, but but um, yeah, what do where are we even at? We're we're at random. Me so much. I don't... You want to go right. into random? random? Yeah. Are we all right? So we scored this movie, right? Yeah, we already scored the movie. Um. Oh, I also wanted to say that when we didn't Prof- give it a what? Are, what are you... 
Uh, what, are you, what are we giving? Like a yeah. four of glowing four, cat eyes. Yeah, piano. Piano. Killer pianos. Killer pianos. So I gave it four killer pianos. I was gonna say. Um, I keep wanting to call the cat Prudence for some reason. Like, I keep why do saying I keep... Blanche, but is it? It's Blanche, Blanche isn't it? Blanc? I say Blanche. I say Blanche. Blanche. Like the go- like the Golden Girls. Yeah. Is there but a Blanche like in the Blanche? Golden Girls? But Chase could be Chase. You saying Blanche? No, Blanche. Blanche. Like I think like France. I say Blanche. Like carte Blanche. Blanche sounds like French. Like Blanche. Well, that is what it is. It's a white yeah, cat, so and that's Blanche? how it's spelled. So that's is why I say Blanche. I don't that was the thing I was wondering this whole movie until I realized that they were like very like specific to their characters was I was wondering like is this girl's name really gorgeous or is it like a are they like literally translating yeah you know yeah. How, like, no, it's your her name, her name is actually something. gorgeous yeah, but you know how like your name could like oh this name means this in whatever language you know. No, but like, you could hear them when they were saying because they were like you could hear uh, the like Mac like they would be yeah, like Mac, Mac. Mac. yeah yes. yeah um however they said it yeah. But do you guys remember Prof's death? She was one of the last people to die. Yeah, she she's the one disintegrated the, in the, the water. Tr- the, Yes, I just wanted to say that was my last note on this movie is that Prof went full Bond girl opening title song. Yes, yes. full, full on. on. There's <laughs> like a volcano in this yeah. movie. <laughs> yeah, Zach. <laughs> there's a volcano. My word. But anyway. Um, oh, Zach, I wish he could call in and give us his thoughts on this movie. Well, he did tell me. I was excited to hear I will thoughts. tell you. So Zach was supposed to be on this episode, and he called me like, an hour before the podcast started. He said he finished the movie. He loved the movie. Unfortunately, his computer completely fried. And he's like, I don't have my laptop with me. I'm freaking the fuck out. And I'm like, I'm sorry, bud. And he goes, I, I'm so sorry. Tell the boys I'm so, so sorry. Like, he sounded, like, panicked. And I'm like, like Dude, I just don't want to talk about this. He was really upset. Like, he was he like... He just been on his phone. That's a thing, which, right? Well, I... We should have tested it because I, I, there's, yeah, it could have been a thing. I don't know if he would have been able to hear you guys though. Well, if he just joined in on Zoom on his phone, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Um, but I don't know. This is a very Zach movie. I was picturing his opinions the whole time. And then it was like right at the end of me watching this movie, you texted saying that he wasn't going to be there. So I started to have to be like, ghosting Zach in my mind of like how I I'm like no Zach wasn't watching this only Steve and Chase were <laughs> watching this uh, <clears throat> this is a very Zach movie though um, what was I going to say All right, we, did, he, did he give you a rating Chase did he give you a rating at all no but I can text him Random. We're into, we're into random now, right? We're into random. Yeah, we're into random. Good. Yeah. yeah good. Do you have anything? Yeah, sit him back close, though. Sit him. Let's see, see what he says. Let him watch. Let him watch. Let him. Let him watch. What, what, do you got? what do you got? for random there? Does that Dave? Um. Do you want me to start some randoms? Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah, but don't don't say the one did, uh, I want to say. Did uh? You see this? Did you hear this? Uh, Killian Murphy is um. Uh, and the star in Christopher Nolan's next film. Uh, I did see that. Is that me? 
Uh, going to be Oppenheimer? Yeah, yeah he's, he's, o- he's be Oppenheimer. Oppenheimer. I thought, did we talk about that already? Or did I call you we and talked talk about, to the... you about it? Well, no, because I haven't answered your phone calls all week, right? Oh, that's true. But uh, but I felt I'm like sorry, he, he, was, he was signed on like a week. Like we talked about week. the movie last week. We didn't talk about Cillian Murphy, right? No, I thought and he is was it Cillian or Killian? Killian? It's Killian. Killian um, no, I I don't believe we talked. We talked about the movie. We didn't talk about okay. Killian Murphy. Okay. Um, yeah, I was really excited when I saw that he was signed on because I knew there was rumors that he was like Nolan wanted to, him to come with him. So when yeah, when Nolan was your still favorite? with what? Killian. Who's your Who's your favorite? Both of you. Who's your favorite Nolan guy? Michael. Michael Caine. Is it Michael Caine? Yeah. I I would say Michael Caine, but it's just like he's not ever a significant character. I know. I'm not saying oh. Alfred's not a significant uh, character. I like That's Christian Bale. Christian Bale a lot in his four. Yes. Um, Christian uh, Bale, I think, is probably earns a title like. Like it would be hard to just vote it on Batman, yes. but he's so good in the prestige as well. But I like me some Killians, dude. I think he's great. I think he's crushes as a scarecrow. He's good in I mean, I guess he's not like that big in Inception, but he's good in Inception. What are you talking like, about? He's, he's huge good. in Inception. He's good in Dunkirk. No, no, no. I mean him as a character isn't oh. like he's like kind of a quiet character, you I know. Guess so. Like um uh, Dunkirk, he's good in. Tom Hardy's another good. Does he have three or just two? Uh, I he's can't in... remember Christopher Nolan's last movie. What was it? It's Kenneth. Oh, yeah, that didn't have anyone besides Michael Caine. Michael right? Caine. For yeah, he's yeah. just the whole time. He's just like I. Yeah. I don't know what I'm saying. They just sent me these lines, and I was just saying these nonsense to Robert Pattinson or to to John David Washington. I know but, you, um, your father, Den- Denzel. Yeah. <laughs> your father. I was in a movie with him. Oh, I wish I could have pulled that out of my ass. Did they you, gotta be in a movie together. Did you guys see the first look for Timothy Chalamet as Wonka? Yes, I did, yeah. and I'm not. Upset. I'm not oh. upset. I don't know how to feel about it yet, but I I don't know. I'm excited. I need a trailer. I, need a trailer. I don't know uh-huh. if this is blasphemy, but I've never once in my life liked or cared about Willy Wonka. Are you serious? I don't know Dave? why. I just have never been that big of a fan. I think the movie always just gave me like a weird, weird vibe as a kid. I never saw the Burton one. Uh, well, the Burton one's okay. You don't have to. So. Yeah, it's yeah. so bad. I don't know. I just was never too hung up on Wonka. So like the whole like and like Timothy Chalamet thing. I'm just it's it's one of those things in my mind. I'm like, of course Timothy Chalamet is gonna be Willy Wonka. Why wouldn't he be? But uh, I don't know. I'm sure it's gonna be good. What is it? They're like, what is it? A movie? Is there? It's a, a studio? movie. Is there a director? Who, so it's I believe. It what's there is, to grasp on to? It's uh, Paul King. So he's uh, the guy who uh, directed Paddington. Oh, okay. So, yes. So on it the, could be and, it could uh, be a good the podcast. That, yeah, the yeah. podcast that I often check on the not playing check, but the Empire podcast. Um, 
they are British, they obviously can't get enough of their fucking Paddington. But they claim that Paddington one or two might just be the greatest movies of all time. So you, that is what I've heard I, from like a very select couple. I feel people like I gotta watch them. Paddington two is very, it's very much kind of like a Wes Anderson. That's what I hear. Yeah, it's great. Have you have you only seen two? No, I've seen I've seen both of them, but I like the second one a lot. It's two is where it's at. I like the second um, one a lot. I don't remember a lot of the first one, but I like the second one a lot. So they basically are like definitively saying, or one guy on that podcast is definitively like, so clearly Wonka is going to be amazing. Like that's his <laughs> stance, you know, like they the Paddington guy can do no wrong, which, you know, I can't argue with because I've never seen them. And uh, I kind of wanted though. I got to say there's a movie that never intrigued me at all until how much everyone just seems to be like, no, no one's, no one's impervious to Paddington's charms, you know, like. <laughs> I like the pause there. <laughs> Nobody's impervious to Paddington's charms. Well, it's just like, I don't know if impervious is the right word. So, Steve, you want to go into your big one that I know you're really excited yeah. to talk about? Yes, yes. Uh, so the Scream 5 trailer drop, is that what we're talking yeah, about? Yeah, Very, very excited, very excited. Um... Uh, now I was in class, uh, and I actually stepped out to go watch the trailer. When I saw it, I dropped. Um, I had to go to the bathroom, but uh, I like it. I like it uh, tonally. Um, it looks like it looks like they're dropping some of the humor. Yeah, to me, it, that's what I was saying. Yeah. But like, yeah, uh, Dave said that too. Um, but I don't think I mind it. Uh, and the director spoke on it today. I've been obsessed with this since since the trailer dropped. I've been watching like uh, the the Easter egg uh, videos and, and internet speculation. I've been I've been diving in, but um, I don't think they're uh, the director said they they misled us a lot in the trailer. The trailer is very misled misleading. But I I noticed they said attacked and not killed, and I was talking to Chase about this earlier. But I don't think they show it like. You're right. Odds are people that are getting chased to the trailer are probably going to get killed, but not at the part they're showing in the trailer. So it's like that. I don't mind because I'm like, because like the girl in the the beginning is confirmed that she survived. She's the the survivor of the beginning. Okay. But that's usually in, in the movies, like in, because I just uh, Steve knows I just watched all four of them. Like, I was gonna bring that up. Days. Yeah, I saw that on Litterbox. Um, usually the one character besides Sydney, Sydney usually also like they usually have like one interaction with Ghostface that they survive, but it's usually like the the main person throughout the main the film. Person. But the girl, the girl in the beginning is not the main girl. She's that, not the final girl. Oh, no, that's that's Jenna. The girl in the beginning uh, is a. Jenna Ortega, I think, and she's like she's the one in the wheelchair in the hospital. After I he did like want to her. ask you both because I know Chase has seen all four as well. Yes. Um, uh, Here we go. What do you think the odds are, Steve, of, of three what? killers? What? What do you think the odds are of three killers? Okay. Uh, oh my Ooh. god! Actually, that went the opposite way that I thought it was going to go. Um, what do you I, think I was gonna say? It sucks or something? Or what? No, what do you um, think I was gonna say? Um, we'll go back to we'll, go, we'll we'll circle back to that. Um, okay. Um, 
I I have thought about it and I would love it. I would love it. The one thing they haven't done. It's a little big, but it's it's not though, but what I I would love it. I'd love it. Yeah. Um, because I don't I think at this point two is two again is tired. One is not feasible. Shake it up. I don't know. Yes. I what about the like thing? One is not feasible in our uh, in our day and age. I don't think. I like. It's just not. I like uh, your theory that you gave me today. That the attackings are actually trying to get Sydney, Sydney back. back. Like it's t- says, trying to pull her back. Calls her. Yeah. Yeah. Like, so they're not killing. They're back. just prodding. They're plotting. Yeah. Back. And um, also, I don't know if anybody noticed. Where are they in the final set piece of the trailer? Stu's house. Yeah, yeah, I saw that. After I watched the trailer again, actually, after I it's watched like, all of them, and then a lot of people are speculating that. Um, so, so I don't know if we should dive this deep into it, but Judy Hicks, who is Mar Mar, am I saying her name right? Marley Shelton, Dave, Marley Marley Shelton, Shelley, fr- Judy Hicks from um, the 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 female sheriff from the fourth movie. Okay. Okay. Yep. I think her name. I think the actress' name is Marley Shelton. I don't. I, I was looking at her yesterday. I'm not familiar with anyway, her outside of the movie. She's in the fifth one, by the way. Uh, there's a lot of other other things in there, real yeah. quick. But in the she's in the fifth one. A lot of people are speculating that this is a wide, like this is a hail mary fan like hope is that she went to school with Sydney Prescott. That that the killer is her and Stu's illegitimate child. Whoa. That's like it's a wild. Uh. And her, she, her son, who, who's played by the Manette guy, Josh Manette. Yeah. You notice what his character name is? His name is Wes. Like Wes Craven. Oh. Uh, but interesting. Anyway, and there's also, also there's a, there's characters in the, there's siblings in it with the last name Carpenter. This is, this is Wes's, I mean, he's dead now. This is the first scream without Wes Craven. Yeah. I, I almost feel like that's a dead giveaway, dude. <laughs> There's a character named Wes that's, in this movie. That's the killer. That's, that's what I'm saying. And it's the it's a uh, it's a uh, what's the what's this uh, actor's name? Gosh, I should be looking at this. Josh Manette. Dylan. Wait, is it Dylan, Dylan Manette? Yes, yeah, the guy from Thirteen Reasons Why. Yes. Um, yeah. Wes Hicks is his name. Wes Hicks, Judy Hicks' son. They think it might be that might be Stu's son because it would make sense because this movie's like twenty five years later. Yeah. 25 years later? No, it's longer than 20. It was 1996, so... I guess it wouldn't make sense. No, it's 26 years later, because it's going to yeah, be in 2022. Yeah, the, the kids are in high but, school. So, uh, well, what if unless he, there's another... Yeah. There's an older brother. There's an older brother. I don't know. I don't know. But, but um, also, um, they definitely wanted you to suspect her in the last movie. So. Yes. They did. Um... Final thoughts, though. I hope th- I, I I I would not mind them killing off yeah. one of the big three. I do have to go on a rant too because like there's the one thing I pointed out to you that everyone's like, oh, January's not a good sign. But I also was just reading so much, like Hollywood can't do anything original anymore, and I just think like that's like a really annoying. Like even I can fall victim to like saying stuff like that that we're like just living in the superhero age or whatever. But that's just like. So not true. And I feel like the people that are like, they're making another scream. Why can't we come up with new ideas? Or the people that aren't going to see like 
like lamb in theaters like you know like the people that aren't even fucking bothering to try anything new themselves like there is so much original stuff that comes out every year we are living in the golden age of like of substance like there's just so much in every single category yeah yeah granted the the, malignant like that's a weird horror movie that i just yeah people are like all we get is but yeah, it's I I we've all said that we've all said that. But, yeah, but um, it's just like I kept seeing it so much in the comments with Scream, and I'm like, get ooh, like it's kind of still what I was like. I guess I was getting extra defensive after just watching them. Is what I was saying to you, Steve, that I felt like um, Scream has like really shown restraint in terms of in terms of a franchise. You know, it's it's in its 26 years, we are now only getting to the fifth movie. Yeah. Which is like every other franchise that's been around that long is either like burn themselves out or they're still going like on several, several, several iterations down. Like made the point, and this is probably a record, but uh, no other horror directors ever directed four in the same franchise. Yeah. Wes Wes Anderson. Wes Wes Anderson. Yeah. Wes Craven. That I know. The only person like, I know Steve Miner directed two Friday the 13ths, but like horror directors don't usually direct multiple entries in their own franchise. That doesn't happen. Yeah, the only least. one that I could think of that like um that like I don't even think I'm going to look at it now if it's even considered. It was on a horror list I found, but the Vengeance trilogy um what's the genres yeah see it says action drama mystery but it was on a horror list that i was looking at this month but um that's uh chan Wu park chan park chan wook which i don't know if it's chan wook park or park chan wook i never know um um is he directed all three of the vengeance movies which are horrific but they're not horror i don't think but i yeah there's James Wan has done two in a trilogy or whatever, but never all of them, which kind of sucks. Dave, what did you think, though? I'm sorry, of the trailer. What did you think of the trailer? So your reaction. I know Chase and I loved it. What was Um, was your... So I did, like, kind of have the same thing. It's like I felt like it was... It it struck me as a more self-serious tone, which could be misleading. Um, The directors, the guys that direct, that are directing it directed ready or not which is like good had tons of dark yeah had had tons of dark humor in it too like you know like so it's uh i don't think that i think that they can master like the gore and the humor and And just an entertaining plot um go ahead that's that's really it i think they that they it showed me in that movie at least that i you know i have some confidence in them yeah what do you think of the uh cast I don't. I, Jack Quaid is the only one that is kind of stand out to me that I like. I like that kid, Dylan. Minette. Dylan, no name. Um, I, but I haven't seen him in like a ton. But I've enjoyed him in everything I've seen him in. Um, but it's I don't know. It's it's not like a like a stellar cast. Like a like Scream Four is just such an incredible cast. I don't. Yeah, it really is. Yeah. I I think that was one of those things that it had been. That was 2011, so it had been 11 years. And now it's 11 Scream, years again. 
That's cr- dude. That's yeah. fucking mind blowing. That's yeah. freaky to me because Scream Four seems like a new movie. That's that's ridiculous. Uh, that you say that we are we are the same distance away from Scream Four that we were away from Scream Three when Scream Four and Scream Three seemed like ancient. Oh my god! So that was my point, though, is that had it had been eleven years, I felt like people were like. Scream is a legacy horror franchise. I want in. Like you can tell by the cast, you know, like like Adam Brody's in that. Even though Adam Brody wasn't having like a huge career back in 2011, um, he's in that for like two seconds. Uh, Anthony Anderson is in it. You know, like yeah. Oh, you mean? And then you have all the the ones in the beginning. The beginning, yeah. Uh, Lucy Hale, uh, Kristen Bell, Anna Paquin. I don't know if you can count Heather Graham technically as Heather Graham sc- again. Yeah, again. her Scream Two cameo. Um, um, but uh, the directors also talked about making this Ghostface more um, the most menacing. They said of all the Ghostface, which I'm which like, is I'm all in. Interesting, yeah. I think the brutality. Because did you notice, Dave? You're you're the most accurate. I guess I watched them all with commentary. I feel like the most brutal one is the fourth one. Like yeah. as far as the kills super go, gory. One girl gets like cut through the hand at one part. Yeah, and then like uh, just like uh, the whole Emma Roberts bit in the end with her like tearing her own hair out. And- I think um, I think that uh, slashers can do this weird thing where you forget that if you're watching like twenty people get stabbed. Like, cause you like, you're not only are you becoming numb to it, but it almost, it's like you're watching like a video game and just watching a particular character's power up or finisher move or whatever. Like it doesn't really, you're not feeling the weight of it necessarily after watching the seventh iteration, you know, like I'm on, you know, Halloween seven. I don't no longer feel that stab, but like, uh, I think scream kind of was getting into that repetition too, like with their kills. Uh, like by the time Scream Three rolls around, and then Scream Four is like, no, we're gonna remind you that like these people are getting killed with a knife, and that's fucking brutal. It's brutal. Like, it's not scary. something quick and yeah, like, easily one of the worst ways to go. I feel like the stab uh, that with the Anna pa- Packwood Kristen Bell stab. That one yeah, is yeah, it um, just gets me every time. Gets me every time. No, uh, it's a. I I don't know if you've noticed it, and we're really, really, I we're really getting into Scream guys. Yeah, all right, uh, all right. Well, that covers what I've been watching for Scream, I guess. With uh, before we go into some... what we're watching, there is one last thing I want to talk about. No, there's a few other news okay, bits okay, okay. I wanted to bring Good. up. I I thought you were going into what we've been watching, but the one I wanted to bring up, and this this infuriated me this morning when I saw it. On Disney Plus, did you guys see the trailer for Home Sweet Home Alone? I saw that yesterday, I think, or maybe today. Yeah, yes, yes. The Steve. only thing <laughs> I knew, I knew it was happening, so I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised, but um, I, I, I watched. Did you guys watch the trailer? I, you said you did. Did you? Yes. Steve? Yeah. It doesn't Steve. look great. He shook the only head. thing that I liked about it was that uh, I love the guy that's playing the main character's dad is Pete Holmes. He's just one of my favorite yeah. podcasters ever. So I was kind of excited to see him when he's just like, Max, 
because he often talks about Home Alone in his podcast. But uh, the way I look at it is I've only seen two Home Alones, I think, in their entirety. I never watch the other ones. I don't care that they exist. It's like, it's like I don't care. It's like the internet was just so up in a blaze about. Uh, uh, they just make Superman just came out. The like current Superman just came out as gay, and I'm just like, I like like. There's so many people like actually give a fuck and it like so up in arms, and I'm like reading all these comments, and I'm like. Guarantee none of these people, like myself, have ever read a Superman comic. Yeah. Like, I'm sure Steve has read a Superman comic, but it's like, I've never read a fucking Superman comic. Why would I have an opinion about this that everyone else does? It's like, who gives a shit? Like, I, that's the way I feel about a new Home Alone iteration is I will most likely not watch it. I don't give a shit. Yeah, they can do whatever they want with Home Alone. Like, I don't care. I do not care. Like it's just that enough. Have at it with more hobo loads. Have do all the hobo loads. <laughs> Fifty more years of hobo loads. Hobo load twenty twenty four. President. But yeah, that's my opinion on on that. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Uh, is there any other randoms you got? Uh, I was Wait, so talk- you say it looked like shit? Though is what you're saying? Yeah, I was gonna say it looks like shit. That's all I was going to say, because I think it does look like shit. Yeah. I'm um, sure it'll be a smash hit as well. Well, because Zach's going to go gaga for it. Because Zach canceled. The best bet is what I did. And you guys saw, I, I did text Ethan Hawk, And sadly, he said he was too yeah, busy. Who's, whose number was that, really? Uh, what are you talking about? That's Ethan Hawks. I told you, I have Ethan um, Hawks' number. Don't text him, Dave. He's not going to talk yeah, to you. Don't yeah, text now him. I have his number. Um, he, he'll get very angry, guys, but he's coming guys, out with a new movie. Do you guys see this? Do you hear this? Oh yeah, we bought. Okay, so you referenced the trailer in the um, in the text. The the black balloons. That movie looks kind of creepy. I I, I love I'm Ethan Hawke so much. So I'm interested in watch, seeing it. I there's seriously movies that probably have like a 13 percent splat on Rotten Tomatoes, and I will be like, yes. Uh, it's Ethan Hawke, and I will click play on it because I just like that man a lot. Like, I just find it very enjoyable. Um, but uh, did you guys did you guys hear about David Fincher's new movie? Yeah, Fincher's new movie, Fincher's uh, Fincher. Um, the Killer has Michael Fassbender and Tilda Swinton. Yeah, so far, yes, yes, um, yes. it's kind of a quick turnaround for him. Uh, you know, typically he's not that quick on the movies. We don't have a release date or anything, but just the fact that there's like news and everything is kind of. Is it a movie or is it? Is it? I think it's a series. It's a movie. Oh, I'm reading that it's a it's a series with Netflix. It's a movie with Netflix. Oh well, I'm reading on Empire that it's a series. Well, you're wrong, Chase. You thought the Squid Game was a movie. Do you remember that? It, this this article came out seven hours ago. It's a documentary oh, series. Then it then it then it might be. <laughs> oh no, it's not a documentary series. This says uh, starring media. Michael Fassbender and Tilda Swinton. Um, I don't see them. No, maybe this is a new project yeah. he's doing. It's called. This Veer. is a new project he's doing. Vire? Called the Killer. 
Okay, this is called something completely else, but it's oh, it's produced. Okay, yes. never mind. Don't listen to me. It's this produced is, by this Finchner. is called The Killer. It's directed by David Finchner. It's starring Michael Fassbender and Tilda Swinton, and it's about an assassin who begins a, to psychologically crack as he develops a conscience, even as his clients continue to demand his skills. And it sounds, you know, like more. Like classic Fincher that we know, like fin- Fincher, like more murdery oh. stuff. <laughs> the writer from Seven is in, is uh, writing for this movie, and he hasn't worked with him since Seven, which is kind of exciting. I do have some other news. Yeah. Know, by the way, um, Will Poulter has been oh, yeah. as uh, Adam Warlock in Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3, which as a Adam Warlock fan, uh, this makes me happy because when James Gunn was originally terminated, um, so went the plans for Adam Warlock. And up until recently, um, it, there was no confirmation that the character was going to be in the movie. So that was nice. I always thought that um, that for some reason there was some sort of continuity error with them showing Adam Warlock at the end of Guardians 2. Wasn't there? Or was it just that people were talking, like, did they show an Infinity Stone or something with him? Or He was in that pod. Yeah. And um, um, what's her name? The tall, the tall lady. Um, I don't think Elizabeth, it's... Elizabeth DeBecky. Elizabeth DeBecky. I think it's that... Um... I think, you know what it was, is I think that he originally has a soul stone in the comics. Yes, right? that's that what I was about vision. to say. He's supposed to have a stone, but so uh, people he, also were just... the, he also wields the gauntlet at some point. Yeah, in so. Infinity War or um, in um, Infinity Gauntlet. Is that what it's called? What's yeah. the second yeah. one called? Um, but either way, I'm excited for that. I'm excited that he's going to be, and Will Poulter is, uh, I'm a fan. So. Yeah, he's definitely one of those actors that just kind of crushes it in everything I've ever seen him in. Mandalorian season three started filming. I don't know if saw you that. Saw Book, that. Book of Boba yeah. Fett is coming out December 29th. Um, you guys see, you see this, you about this, that uh, Star Trek actor William Shatner shot off at the to today. That is today. Happened. Today? Wow. He's, he's there. Yeah, yeah, he's up there. He's looking down. No, it's just he's, like a two second ride yeah, into space. He's not, it, not okay. living there. You just go like. <laughs> I, was, I was hoping he was up there. They just, left him up there. He did the same thing that Bezos did. It was in, an, it was okay. in a, the Bezos mobile. Nice. And, oh, uh, uh, yeah. You got some, I, I, I got a text from um, Zach with his rating. Okay. He gave it a three and a half. Which kind of shocks Three and me. And a half. He yeah, gave me. Wow. He said, "I said, what's your rating?" He said, "Uh, I'm gonna give it a seven, but more only weird scale." I don't know what that means, but that's what he said. It's, it means which he seven really out of ten, like, which is three point five. It sounds like he really only liked the it weird for, stuff. Yeah. 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 Well, you know, what are you gonna do? Exactly. What are you gonna do? All right. Well, um. What have you guys been watching? I know, Dave, you've been watching all the screams. What have you been watching, Chase? I have officially now finished all the Halloweens, except the new one that we're going to be covering for Halloween. Good, good. 
I feel like you should have held off because I'm like, I want to ask you about it, but it's like, now, you know, you can't talk about it. You can't talk about it, which is fine. uh, I'll tell you, I'm going to probably finish off Friday because I watched the first two Friday the 13th. I'm going to finish those off. So the third one, Dave, is much like the first one, kind of like the first proper Friday the 13th. I was going to say it's kind of like the, it's the, it's the gold finger of James Bonds. It sets the standard for what would become. Okay. It gives him the hockey mask. It gives him his weapon. It gives him. I told you uh, I really wasn't crazy about the first one until the last about half hour. And then it started until, like when, until the reveal to the end. Yeah. Of, but or? it's like, I couldn't give a shit about, um, any of the characters, like they were very like w- like poorly defined, which is in a slasher movie really is not. That's not really a great argument. That's like kind of the case always. But um, in this one, I really just didn't. I was like, God damn it! I wish I knew a little bit more about the sizzling hot man known as Kevin Bacon. But you don't get to find out that much about him. But um, and also I'm like, how the fuck is this old lady throwing people through windows? Which in my mind, I'd like to think that Jason was actually killing people and she was also just like running around trying to help him. Like, I don't know. I don't know how she performed a lot of the things that seemed to happen in that movie. Um, a tough old woman. Tough old man. Yeah. And then uh, the second one is great, I thought. I thought it was like a much, like, much bigger step up. It like doubled the cast too. So there was like a lot more characters to, you know, wipe out. Um, and uh yeah oh that's something we can all minorly talk about huh yeah it's, it's, uh, no time to to die mess around because yeah we all seem to bond um i, I don't know if i we've told ever you guys yeah i told you before the, the podcast. podcast no we've talked about bond in the podcast no that that particularly us three I know Zach was, he was, he was a wayward, you know, in and out, but, um, us three or no, me and Steve watched every single Bond movie ever together. Chase joined in late and then independently caught up. Like it was like, I only missed like three or four that you missed out. We had watched five when Chase. Yeah. So yeah, but but still we consider that, you know, you were part of that. 20 that I watched with you guys. Yeah, it's a lot of bonds. Um, Unfortunately, then, yeah, we did not all get to watch. Yeah, we tried. Like, we really, really wanted to, but Steve and I did go and see watch it at the same eight time. o'clock showing. Well, so, you like, texted we me. Sure. You texted me like a day before, like twenty twelve hours before. Yeah, you guys went to go see it. Which I was like, oh, no, I need to get. Was, I don't know if I can get like a ticket. It was like twenty-four. It was the day before. We saw it at eight. I texted you the night before. Yeah, that could have been eight. I uh, think. Yeah, I guess. And then you said, uh, I texted it in the group. You confused the shit out of me because you said I'm down. So then I was like, all right, Chase is going to do the eight o'clock too. And well, then the next day, okay, you texted let me explain. us at like let two in the afternoon, and you're like, here we go, let boys. Me, let me explain. Let me explain. So I was gonna do the eight o'clock showing. Then what happened is my father came up to me, who I saw the last two Bonds with. He came up to me and he said, Chase, we're going to go see Bond today. And I said, oh, uh, can we do it at 8 o'clock? And he's like, no, we have to do it at 1. I already bought our tickets. And I was like, but, okay, Dad, I'll go see it with you. So that's why we had to go. Because it, my dad, he... 
So my mom doesn't like watching movies, so she won't go to the theater with my dad. And my dad will not go to a theater unless it's with other people. And I'm the only one in this household who will go and watch a Bond with him. So he really wanted to go see Bond. Weirdly enough, my mom went to go see it with us. And we saw it. And that's why I had to see it early. But I only saw it like seven hours early. It's not that I bad. wish that... Um, well, just the whole point was, again, it was like, you know, it was... I know, I, I it know, was more of a... I know. A, yeah, it's like we needed to, like... I wanted I to experience a new Bond the same exact time that I but do my good buddy. Do you know what did hurt Steve, me? Do you know what, I, do you know what did Bond. hurt me? I will say this. This is what hurt me, and it killed me. Get so out. we didn't talk I, about it? Steve calls me before he goes in, and I said, will you call me right after you're getting out of the movie? And he's like, oh, absolutely. Maybe we'll do a conference call. I call him. He doesn't answer. I call him. He doesn't answer. Then two days later, he goes, sorry, I didn't answer your phone call. I was talking with Dave. And I was yeah. like, I hate you both. And then I try to call Dave. Dave has not answered any of my phone calls all week. I felt very <laughs> left out, boys. I felt very hurt. Well, you, uh, we all loved it, though, huh? Yes. We, we, all, yes. we all loved it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Again, dude, it was Steve and I that started the whole Bondathon, so it was important that we both shared that, that our conversations and everything. But I know you shared so much of that with us, too. But uh, but you didn't see that eight with us, Chase. I don't know what to tell you. How much are we allowed to say? About, about oh, well, so what did we discuss before? We said that we're going to mention that there's something in this movie that no Bond has ever done before. Quite like, you know, like Neil Armstrong on the moon. <laughs> yeah. You know, like, uh, yes, or, it, I guess Bond has actually been to space. Uh, we can't yeah, do yes, that comparison. But, um, but do you know yeah. what? I'm just going to I'm just going to leave it at. I love that. That chase. I, that particular thing we're talking about or the movie? Okay. The particular thing we're talking about, I feel like I've said it multiple times. I hope that happened. Really? I feel like I even said it maybe in the podcast. Okay. Like like when it first started. When it first started. I wouldn't say I was, gonna, I was hoping, but I was definitely never Expecting. at any point. I'm not, not gonna okay say anymore because I don't want to spoil it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, because there's there's things that I can say, but I feel like you're gonna. It's like just a small little detail is gonna spoil it. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. But I I uh, I, I love. Yeah, I would even I was say 100% it, okay with it. I would even say it might be one of my favorite bonds. I would argue it might I, be in my top three. Not I. Even that. I texted or no, it didn't text Steve. We were talking on the phone. I told him right after the movie, I said, dude, I need to sleep on it. But gut instinct, five stars, favorite bond. Yeah. And it, I don't think it is. I think it's number three for me, which would, which would go Casino Royale, Skyfall, No Time to Die, Goldeneye, Goldfinger. Wow. I think wow. that's my list. Are we doing our top fives right now? Yeah. Sure, right that. Oh. You know what six is, though? It's Lajinskis. 
Yes, large and ski. Look at him on those skis. Large and be on the large and skis. You know, Bond compared to me, large and ski. But yeah, I think it's on his Majesty Secrets. On her Majesty Secrets. It's my favorite. It's my favorite, Craig. It's definitely so, my favorite, really? Craig. Because I'm saying it's it's crazy for me because I'm saying it's my third favorite, Craig. But it's just because Casino Royale, I think, is the Bond Perfect movie. Bond. It's such a good Bond movie. Yes. And this movie is, although it has incredible Bondisms, like it has all the good Bond stuff that we love. It's just, is it the best Bond movie? I don't know. And wait, Chase or Steve, doesn't that mean by your default you're saying it's the best Bond movie? Because isn't well, yeah. He didn't just... you say that this surpassed Goldeneye for you? It's tough for me. Um, so um, my list, as it stands right now, because I I've tinkered with it so many times, is this is where my list is right now: is Goldeneye, No Time to Die. Casino Royale, Skyfall, Goldfinger. That's my list. I think mine mine would probably be oh, I'm gonna say gold, I'm gonna do I'm gonna do No Time to Die. Casino No No Time to Die, Skyfall, <laughs> Casino Royale, Goldfinger. Or Goldeneye. Fuck. Yeah, you know what know. I'm having a hard time with is I, I I tried not to do this at all, and I think my list does reflect it, but I did in the slightest bit try to curate it in a way that is like representative of all the bonds, even though like Roger Moore is coming in dead last for me on the bonds. Like I think uh, one, I- two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. He's my ninth movie is the man with the golden gun is the first more. I have a Dalton ahead of him and the Lazenby. I have every bond ahead of him. So that's kind of crazy. But the fact that golden eye is three, I think is firmly just because I'm like, I love skyfall. I love casino Royale, but I don't know if I can put three Daniel Craig's ahead of it. It seems crazy to me. Mm. I don't know. Bond's a toughie. Bond is great. a toughie. Because I I said this to see. This is the first time that they really, truly serialized Bond. So these movies kind yes. of stand yes. ahead of the pact because we get to see a, like a continuous story, story like we've never really seen before. Uh, Steve and I were discussing, like, the closest we kind of got to that was... Lazenby's movie, his wife dies at the end, and the next movie is Connery, right? Going on a killing Going, rampage, yeah. getting revenge for Lazenby's. He's like, you killed Lazenby's wife, you <laughs> bastards. Uh, I'll get him for you, right? <laughs> uh, but yeah. Oh, Chase, I want to ask you if you notice this. I asked Steve, but there's a moment at the end of the movie, and I don't know if it's after the thing we're talking about or before but they're in it's like when we're with m with ray finds m and we're in a hallway and it shows and it has the the yes yes 
Are you talking about the the picture and in the then, corner? So, so, so Steve didn't notice Judy Dench, so he didn't notice this next part either, but it pans to the left, and I'm pretty sure it's the OG app, yes, right? Yes, I did notice that in okay. the theater. Yes. I thought that was a pretty cool I spot. liked that a lot. Um, yeah. I just, in general, I was grinning from ear to ear Same, the whole, the time. whole time. And I think it was because of that experience I had with you, Ads. Like, it was... I, was, it, I, I, I never really I, I, felt special watching a new Bond after watching all the bonds with you guys. Like it was something else to me. That movie was a hundred percent worth the wait, a hundred fucking percent worth the wait, which I was Mm. so happy. I was so worried that it wasn't going to. And literally I will tell you the opening scene, every opening scene of a bond movie is always big, but that opening scene, I've never been as happy as I ever been in that whole, in my whole life. I think that opening scene really, I'm pretty sure mm. It was a half hour before the uh, the intro song. came in, yeah, was, yeah, which is a long one of the longer intros, right, in a Bond movie. Absolutely, for sure. Um, I also, I think I asked Steve what he thought of this, but do you think it's the same movie we would have gotten back then, or do you think it's been more edited? Oh, I don't know. Ooh, I would say a good portion because I think this movie would have been moved. Yeah, this movie does. And do you know what? Hans Zimmer killed it. Hour forty-five minute movie. Hans Zimmer killed it. Uh, God, it was so good. I'm not gonna say anymore. I go see the movie if you've not seen it yet. You gotta go see Bond. I'm seeing it again too. Like, I've seen, I've seen it twice doubt, already. I'm dude. seeing that movie again. I've seen it twice. Oh shit! That's dude. what, Dave. You you asked me why I changed my my rating. It's because I saw it a second time. Oh yeah, and it still fucking yeah, held I, up. I thought both of you were just following my lead because I you, Steve gave it four and a half on the first night, and then you gave it four and a half, and I was like, "Fuck it, I'm doing it," and I, I went, gave it a five star. I went I went again to go see it with my brother. And like, even the second time, I was still happy throughout that whole movie. I hell, I might even do. What else? Yeah. What What else have you been watching, Steve? What have I been watching? Yes. (laughs) I watched um another murder mystery. Uh, wrote a little letterbox review. It was uh, Death on the Nile, nineteen seven. Uh, let me make sure I'm getting the year right. But um, I watched that. I watched um. It was nineteen seventy-eight. Was did I tell you guys about? Thank you, uh, Peter. U- Peter U. Ulistov. Am I saying his name right? Ulistov, as the Hercule Poirot. Anyway, Who is it, um, Albert Finney in it, the in the Murder on the Orient Express that okay. plays Hercule Poirot? Yeah. And then for the next three, um, there's a couple TV TV movies, but then Death on the Nile, Evil Under the Sun, and Appointment for Murder are all this new guy who is uh, I just said his name, Peter um, Ustinov. Yeah, Peter U U Ustinov. Yeah, and uh, I like him. I like him as Hercule Poirot. He's really funny. Um, but he's also like um, big inspiration for uh, Daniel Craig's character in uh, Knives Out is Hercule Perl. Like Ryan oh, Johnson Hercule, per- Hercule Perl in general, right? Not this guy. Okay. 
Yes, yes. Hercule Poirot in general, yes. But um, so watched that. I watched, uh, uh, I completed the Final Destination run. So I watched the I fifth one. That. You gave it kind of a low one, right? I gave it two stars. I thought it was better than the fourth one. But you still, I realized, of, Steve, while nah. looking at that, uh, I decided this month, I guess, that now that I've done two, that was the only horror franchise I think I've ever completed, start to finish. Like, I can't think of another one. I did Friday 13th, uh, Nightmare on Elm Street, Scream. I don't think there's another horror franchise besides. Like it was by coincidence too. Halloween. I just happened to have watched get, all of those. You're gonna get Halloween. Soon. Halloween. I haven't seen all of them. Yeah, I will do that by the end of the month. Saw. No, wait, because I didn't see. Or that's interesting. But I just watched the uh, like last three fourths of Jigsaw on TV, which it's been quite a while since I watched a movie on TV like that. But I've been doing it more. Uh, I've been either watching Sci-Fi Channel or AMC because it's just like constant horror movies. But uh, that's Jigsaw, which is after Saw, the final chapter, was directed by uh, our boys, the uh, Predestination guys. Yeah, really. I, I think just said internet connection unstable. You, yeah, you've you been you've been dropping a little bit, but it's it's something I can hear still. Shit. Yeah. Um, um, but it wasn't that good. <laughs> and then I watched the uh, spiral from the book of Saw, which you already had that, um, I that can't wait for book movie be... ruined, which I was shocked. No, I didn't. Yeah, you did. You, did I? we were on set that when I remember when I was down there, we went on a set and the guy's like, Have you guys seen spiral? And he just told you the Oh end yeah. Of the movie. Yes. Oh yeah. Yes, dude. Like, <laughs> see, that's how good I am at wiping my memory clean. When someone asks me if they want to spoil something in a scenario like that and I don't care that much, I'm like, I'll never remember this. So that's fine. So funny. I forgot that that kid was so like into just telling me the spoiler <laughs> ending. Um, oh, I rewatched uh, But that movie is all right. What'd you rewatch? rewatch what? 13 Ghosts. 13 Ghosts. Oh, yeah. And I never um, got your verdict. Um, I don't, I don't, I don't see it. I don't see it. There's a weird, like, horror cult following of people that, like, love that movie. They're, I mean, I've, and I don't, like, I even have friends that, like, post on, on social media, you know, every, every Halloween, they'll be like, it's that time. And it's a, it's a still picture from 13 Ghosts. And I'm like, why? And so I gave it a rewatch. And you and saw I don't know, it's it like around a- the hype time too, right? Like I saw that movie on TV, like when I was younger. Yes. But it was around the time when, they if you out. were to watch that movie and be obsessed with it when yes. you're older, it was that time. Yeah, I, it and just never clicked for me. I guess neither, and it still doesn't. I don't get it. Um, I think the acting was always real cheap. The acting is really bad. It's definitely not. And like Matthew Lillard, who is like. I know he's been in things that are questionable, he has a but rage like of shite. But he's in he, good yeah, stuff too. But he, I was gonna say he is a good actor. You've seen we've seen him in good things. Like he's acted well in things. And um, I don't know. I think it's the dialogue. I think it's that movie does not. I don't get it. I don't know why. Remember Mike, one of our instructors, that was like his favorite horror. He's, you know what the best horror movie ever was? Yeah. Thirteen Ghosts, yeah. the remake. And we're like, what? 
why? <laughs> and it, it's not. It's it's not. Some I, don't, hot I don't know. Takes. I'll give him yes, that. I remember him saying that, uh, that uh, Batman Master of Phantasm was the best theatrical Batman movie ever uh-huh. to be released. He had some hot takes for yeah, sure. Trying to think of the other case. The other one was that the Joker was a good Riddler. The Riddler was a good Joker. Um, Didn't he uh, say Inception was What was it? Didn't he say that Inception oh, uh, was pointless oh, oh. because the, like, he's like, it's the dumb movie because everyone thinks that it's smart at the end, but it's really dumb. He's definitely a guy um, that became jaded from working at a film school with people coming in for the last decade being like, Christopher Nolan's the greatest director of all times. <laughs> and he's just like, well, now I have to hate this man. I'm going to like purposely just say like inflammatory takes because I can't What's like it? Nolan, even though clearly Nolan's still awesome, but I can what only imagine how say? sick Nolan I would be if I worked at that school. He always did the thing I know that bothered you, Dave, was on the first day when he's like, uh, 1977 was uh, voted best picture. It was also known as the very first romantic yeah. comedy. And I was like, Annie Hall? Yeah. And you were like, it wasn't the first one. Yeah, like, I feel like some like it yeah. hot is a romantic comedy. And I also hard to like, argue uh, it's not. Like, it, it, uh, it happened one night is yeah, a romantic easily. comedy. So, anyway. Um, There's modern uh, rom-com, I guess you can argue. I don't he know. also had that weird hot take about Scream. He's like, the reason why I don't like Scream, and this always bothered me, he's like, he's like, the hero seems to have godlike powers when he's on the phone. You know, he knows what's going on. He can see you. But then in person, he's really clumsy. And I'm like, yeah, because it's a person in a costume. And the other person's on the, like, that's the point. Of the he, he can be observant and not well-coordinated. But that was always his argument. Those things, like, those things have nothing mean, to do with each other. He has God-like powers. But then he's just so human when you face him in person. And it's like. It's one of the best parts of that screen, which I, I feel like you didn't remark on too much of my of my stupid theory of like how Sydney is kind of the slasher of that series. Like, there isn't another series I can think of where it's like the definitive thing that keeps coming back and people keep dying as a result of is the person that survives, not the person that's doing the killing. Like, yeah. Like, it would appear in as far as all of the plots go, if Sydney wasn't alive, no one would have a reason to murder a bunch of people, you know, like, <laughs> like it's just, it's yeah. funny to think about in that sense. Like, like it's almost like a serial killer's wet dream is to be able to kill Sydney Prescott to the point where they're like, I will throw my life away. If we can be the people that end up killing this girl, you know, like, I kind of like that yeah. though. And they acknowledge it. Um, and that's why I wrong. like for a lot because it's almost like this town has, like I said to you, it's like a meta sense of like it, it's had so much time from four to the original. It's built a legacy of itself where these kids in this town have grown up with the legacy of this hanging over their shoulder. So they're like, I didn't bring this up with you, but it's almost like in the first movie, Stu and uh, why can I never remember Jamie Kennedy's name? Oh, Randy. Stu and Randy are like the two movie nerds of the town. Whereas in by the time Scream 4 rolls around, since they are living in a town that is a movie in of itself from the Stab series, 
it seems like everyone in that town is like obsessed with movies, you know, like they all go to the stabathon. They're like film classes filled with like everyone, you know, like, I don't know. I just really, really like that aspect. Yeah, me too. I get, I I never even thought about that. Uh, That's why, that's why that uh, also that, that line is so, it gives me chills at the end of the trailer when he says, Sydney, uh, it's an honor. Just to hear the, uh, that was a good line, yeah, because it's like their time to try and kill yeah. Sydney Prescott and fail, most likely. And um, <laughs> that iconic Roger Jackson voice, who's who's been the voice in all of them. You can't have the movie without him. So, um, I I saw that like he's the voice. There's no ghost face though, he's right? Same guy has played him every single time. So it's not the actors ever. Sometimes it is when. When in the bathroom in the first one, it's Stu. Okay. It's really Matthew Lillard. In the person that's about to kill Jamie Kennedy, when Jamie's like, behind you, Jamie, behind you, that's really Billy. Uh Uh-huh. And then I think the garage is really Stu, but the rest of the movies is, is one guy. Okay. All of it, in, all of it in screen two is one it's guy. Because they um, don't know, I guess. Too, yeah. Is the other yeah. reason and why, then, right? Like, like, yeah, Timothy Oliphant is not doing those stunts mm. either, uh, jumping over stuff. But um, he's a good, he's a good stunt man, probably. Probably is. I like, I like him as the killer too. By Me the way. too. Did you get my, did you get my Friday the Thirteenth reference then? Yeah, well, so I'm happy that it threw me off because they literally, uh, when they bring up um, Sydney's roommate, um, they 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 say like someone's like, no, it couldn't be her. She's too bubbly and nice. And then Randy is like, uh, Mrs. Voorhees, Friday Thirteenth. You don't expect her like. And I was like, damn it, did Steve just like inadvertently tell me it's the roommate? But then it just ends up being Billy's mom. And I'm like, of course. Like but uh but it's also it's also uh Lori Metcalf is like an incredible actress. I love her. Yeah. She's the mom and ladybird. But um yeah, Chase, I told him that there well, there's a lot in Scream in general, but that there is a Friday the thirteenth reference in that the killer in the second one is it's a reverse though yeah it is a reverse instead of the killer of the first one yeah, instead it's the of the second one the son the son of the mom yeah but um oh yeah chase what i'm tired of watching yep. i already said i've Are watched all of the halloweens and uh oh yeah in the weeks yeah and i think we're i think all right then well, we're good i think we're good so I next we're week we're, we're watching we yeah, what, what i w- Sorry, how did I just suggest to you guys? I forgot I watched this, but uh, it's Midnight Mass. It was it was really I thought it was really good. Um, the Netflix horror show that's out now. It's uh, it deals with one of the it you, you don't know until episode three, but it deals with one of the genres that we cover this month. So, and it's wicked good. I I might check What's that out. What's the next movie that we're watching? Fright Night. Uh, Right, no. Right. We're doing Fright yes. Night. So that comes out on if, Friday. If you two have not. I've not seen it. So I'm excited. <laughs> Good. I think you'll both enjoy it. All Good right. Night. Is there anything else you guys want to say? No. Are you guys going to see Halloween this weekend? Fuck yeah. yes. I think. Yeah. 
I might. I'm going to see The Last Duel for sure. You're in your house, dude, on the piano. Um, <laughs> they, dude, it's supposed to be streaming on Peacock at the same time, too, by the way. Which really? Is confusing to me. Yeah, because Peacock's free also, like, if you want to watch it with commercials. So are we going to, like, be able to watch it for free if you wanted to? I don't know. I don't know. All right. Well, bye. <laughs> right. Bye. <laughs> All right, guys. We'll see you uh you know, we have a podcast. We also have an Instagram. So go check out our we Instagram. We have a podcast. Stop. Stop. Okay. So we have an Instagram. It's Podcorn and a Movie. These guys uh, have a podcast? We also, what? you know, because we have a podcast, what? please, you know, like us, rate us. I don't know. Comment on us. Rate, review, subscribe. There he is. Rate, review, subscribe. I got to learn that one day. Visit us at Podcorn in a Movie and uh, tell your friends. Tell your friends. Tell your family. Tell tell anyone you want. Tell a hobo. Buy them a sandwich. Who knows? And and remember, a normal cat, any normal cat can open a door, but a wicked witch cat shuts a door. Learn kung fu. Yeah. All I right. thought you were going to have a clever nursery rhyme <laughs> there. And turn them on yeah, they said that twice in this movie. All right. See you guys.